Production. Recorded live. What's up, guys? It's Cecil West and John Lippy Beyond the Harmony. Yo, Man. yo. Something, something special, something different. This is a brand new segment. We're hoping to deliver this segment every single day to you guys, and it's real simple. It's just the bone question of the day. So what we're going to be doing is just asking one simple question. Me and John are going to chop it up about it, and then we want to make sure you guys give us your answer in the comments below. Don't forget to share it with all your bone friends because the only way Beyond the Harmony is going to grow is by you guys sharing it and getting the word out. And this specifically is to really help, like, drive a conversation among bone fans, um, you know, to get everybody's point of view. So, you know, if you're going to share anything, make sure you're sharing these videos because we want to hear every single bone fan's point of view on these. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the very first one, the bone question of the day. Lippy, you ready for this? This is a big one. Uh Uh-oh. Your bone question, your bone question of the day for today. What is your favorite Bone Thugs and Harmony album of all time? Damn. Well, I'd have to say, I'd say Eternal, but if Creeping on the Come Up was like a full-length album that, with the same amount of tracks that Eternal was, I'd go with Creeping just because I really enjoyed that original vibe. But since it's a short album, I'm going with Eternal because that's like just a full-length action-packed, beginning-to-end, perfect masterpiece. So East 1999 Eternal, I'm an Eternal Bone fan. It's uh, so weird for me to hear you, you know, even consider Creeping on the Come Up because I, I know that you love, like, the, the Harmony, you know, track so much and <laughs> a little of that, like, on Creeping on the Come Up to hear that that, that was your, that you'd pick that one. Because that, that's, like, I think that one's, like, considered the most thuggish of all Thug albums that they have. Yeah, but you know, it had, it, there was a special feel to it. You know, you have the East Not Denied Where You're From, which is our new uh, theme track. But, uh, but you know, when I'm hunting for unreleased bone tracks, deep down I'm thinking, man, I want to find some stuff from that Creeping on the Come Up era just because it felt like that was the most original time that they had. And the Eternal era is fun to find too, but when you find those Creeping on the Come Up era unreleased tracks, that's that's deep down my, my biggest desire to hunt and find is that era, and that's why I was like, I think Creepin's probably my favorite, but Eternal, just from the sheer amount of perfect songs on it and the complete job that DJ Unique did blending all the tracks together. So I'm going with Eternal. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong um, with Eternal or, or Creepin' on a Come Up. Uh, my, my favorite... And I've I've said it before on the show a few times. My favorite is The Art of War, 1997, The Art of War. I think uh, it's just the it's the best overall like album to me. Um, not and not I'm not so much like saying like hey all these songs are better than the songs on Eternal because I I think we know like Eternal is like the jewel, but the overall body of work there's something special about and, and the way you just said the blending. The, the unique blending, the, the, the something about the blending that when you start, you know, track one on, on the first disc and by the time you get to track 15 on the last disc, it tells an entire story. Um, 
the blending that you're talking about, you know, early on in Unique's career, he had really skin uh, got down to to a science, and I ju- I just think that was like the widest spectrum of bone as well. Like you got the most harmony um, on the Art of War, like out of those first three, and then you also, you know. You, you got a lot of thuggish shit in there, too. I mean, that, that album goes hard. You had two discs to pick from, you know. And, and, and I just love it, man. It was just a, it was a good time to be a Bone fan. I think it tracks like neighborhood slang and shit and uh, the art of war all day. And, again, I, I love, again, Eternal, Creeping on a Come Up. I love those albums. The, the first three are obviously just, like, the the fucking top. It's It's so great that, like, when you when you talk about any any rapper really like usually their first album is like highly revered the second one's way up there people start to say they like kind of fall out you know with the third one but Art of War Art of War gets mine and then probably like Eternal in the in the second place and you know what's amazing most about Art of War that I haven't seen really covered and I'm curious to see if you feel this way and that is you know Art of War doesn't really have a massive single that carried it. I mean, If I Could Teach the World was a big-time single, but when you think of Art of War, you don't really think of If I Could Teach the World, and it's almost like Thug Love should have been the, the lead single for that album. But but it's just a collection of good songs, and, and no one song dominates the album. Well, Look Into My Eyes did a lot, because, you know, it's the Batman, the Batman fucking movie, and yeah. the Batman soundtrack had Look Into My Eyes, so... I, th- I think that one's supposed to be considered the big single. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean that's the, yeah from singles and whatnot. Like I always felt like "Look Into My Eyes" was holding us off because it was kind of like the in between era. I felt like it was a bridge song that wound up on "Art of War," but uh, but I, but it originally was a single prior to the "Art of War" coming out, and we didn't even know "Look Into My Eyes" at the time was for the "Art of War." We thought it was just, at least I thought it was just. Another one of the soundtrack songs, like uh, you know, "Shoot 'Em Up" and "Days of Our Lives" and uh, the one from the show, "Everyday Thing." Yeah, no, "Art of War," great record. Uh, Eternal's a great record. So that's it, man. John, Johnny's got Eternal. I got the Art of War. Now we want to know what your favorite Bone album is and why. So make sure you drop it in the comments below, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. We out of here. Perfect. Take. Beautiful. Jump in. Yep, cool. We'll jump right in the next one. And uh, I'm just going to jump in. I, I won't give as big of a intro lead on this one because people should know now by the second one what we're doing. So three, two, one. Yo, Cecil West back in the house with my right-hand man, John Lippy. And you guys know what it is. It's the question of the day. I hope you guys checked out yesterday. If not, make sure you guys check out yesterday's question of the day. But today, I, I, I just keep hitting them with the smoking guns. Today, I want to know, what's your favorite solo Bone album? Man. Well, if I had to, I, I, the obvious answer is Thug Mentality 99 because, I mean, the, a double CD of Crazy Bone in his absolute prime. So Thug Mentality 99, but 
there was a part of me that wanted Gemini to be my favorite album, but it, it's a great album, but it just didn't hit the same way Thug Mentality 99. And I also wanted Heaven's Movie to be a, a bigger a bigger album. It's a great album, but like those snippets and then a couple of those issues, and it's a little short. So Thug Mentality 99 satisfied me thoroughly. I mean, I was I was good to go for a while after that one came out, and then they just kept dropping more and more. So, but mine is Crazy Bone Thug Mentality '99, hands down, double album. Um, it's it's wild because <laughs> that's got to be my favorite as well, and and we're looking at the same reasons. I, I will say that I really love the Gemini album, and and I know that it's not that the album you want it to be, but like I fucking. I love the Gemini album. There's something about Crazy's cadences in that one that, you know, I really enjoy. Um, I really like, like, the fucking uh, Crazy... It, it reminds me of, like, Little Wayne, man, I Miss My Dogs, except it's Crazy Bone. And uh, Tim talking to all the Bone members. I think it's called I Remember. I, I love the Gemini album. But it, it isn't... Better than Thug Mentality 99. It isn't better than Thug on the Line. I think Thug on the Line is great, too. Um, but Thug Mentality takes it. And none, none of the other ones, like, bro, Heaven's Movie is great, but it's, it isn't complete. The gift is fucking, you know, the gift is great. Um, but, but nobody's fucking with Crazy Bone. Thug Mentality 99, it, it has to be mine as well. Uh, it's just... It's too complete, man. Like, Crazy Bone even fucked it up for himself. He set the bar too high for himself. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say, too, is I I got so much from Thug Mentality 99 that I expected a double album every single time. And, and like, when I got Gemini, I'm like, man, it's just one album. Because Thug on the Line was a pretty long album. And I just felt like Gemini was shorter than what I was used to. I was just used to getting just treated to death with with Thug, Thug Mentality 99 and Thug on the Line. And then Gemini was great. I just wished it was like a double album. But I agree. Yeah, and The Gift was a great album as well. And But TM99 takes the cake plus. You got Romeo Antonio producing on that, and you had uh, Steve O'Bell driving all those uh, guest appearances. So it had so much going for it. It's probably the, the peak yeah, and looking, I, I guess I've never really realized that Gemini is a pretty short album. It's less than an hour. It's only 51 minutes, whereas Thug on the Line um, is one hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. So it was a lot for one disc. That motherfucker was packed. That, that's a great record, too. But Thug Mentality, 99. I'm glad to see we can agree on that one. That's what me and Johnny picked for our favorite solo Bone Thugs album, don't forget to let us know what your favorite Bone Thugs solo album is in the comments below. And do not forget, share this with another Bone fan and subscribe to Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and we'll check you guys out tomorrow. we, we got to come up with, like, what does Bone have, like, a goodbye saying? You know, like, Star Wars has, may the force be with you. Does, does Bone have, I mean, aside from, I guess, book, 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 but I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it either. So, all right, we'll uh, jump in. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? Cecil West, and of course, the one and only John Lippy.
and we are hitting you again. It's the question of the day. You know the rules. I'm going to ask a question, or John's going to ask a question, and then we're going to chop it up, and then we want you guys to give us your answer in the comments below. Today's question is a good one. It's probably the most loaded question I'm going to be able to give here because up until now, you haven't had any real specific. I want to know today, what's your favorite Bone Thug song of all time? And it can include solos if you want to go solo. As easy of a, of a question as it seems like, it's it's so difficult. There's so many. I don't even know how to answer it. I'm going to go with a with a surprise because I can listen to this one over and over again and never gets old. And I'm going with the introduction from Eternal. The introduction. What? Execution wow. Double Nine style. Execution Double. Yo, I, I, I didn't see that coming at all as your favorite of all of all time. I, I think anytime it comes on I just it I, I was as I was evaluating, you know, how to answer, I'm like, what what will never grow old? And that song has never grown old. Some of them grow old, but the introduction, execution double nine style, has never grown old. The beat, the build up, everything. It's a perfect track. Wow. I yeah, that I mean it's an awesome answer. I, I didn't see that coming at all, but that's an awesome answer. I Fucking, I mean, this is such a hard question um, to give an answer to. And when when we were doing all these questions up, I'm going to tell you right now that, like, even then I was like, uh, I don't fucking know. And I bounce around a lot, you know. It's, it's so easy to bounce around a lot because I got some shit that I really love right now, but I'm like, well, some of the newer stuff, is that going to last? Is, is that going to be an eternal answer. Um, I'll tell you that in my top three, I got got a weird one. I got Can't Give It Up, but I I don't think that's my my number one. Uh, That's news to me, right? You know, you've always talked about Can't Give It Up, and I never never realized how much that one meant to you, so that's, that's news to me. Can't give it. Now I understand I, I, why you were talking about it all these years. I I love that song. I think that's I think that song. I think that song happened like you know it's lost in the shuffle, but that song happened at an important time for Bone Thugs. Like they were kind of at like the splitting place, and and it, and if you listen, it's a real, it's it's more personal than you know what what what's I guess on on face value, and you know we've kind of got used to them falling in and out of the group, but that was like the first time like they broke up and then we saw like a real reunited bone. Uh, and that song was just so good. So it's, it's top three, top five anyway, but, but I, I bet it's in my top three. Um, my number one. Fuck man. <laughs> I fucking hurt myself with this question. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard to answer. It sounds easy, but it's so hard. Down 71 is probably, like, in my top five. That one might even be number two, but I think my favorite Bone song of all time is fucking Handle the Vibe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's got to be Handle the Vibe because I think my heart stopped the first time I heard it. Yeah, mine did. 
I can yeah. breathe. It, yeah, I, I think I think the very like, and I, and I don't know if it was, and I talk about the introductions a lot, you know, the Bone album. So I don't know if it was like that, like hearing that introduction and the climax of that introduction, and then that bass drop. But when that bass drop happens and handle the vibe, yeah. man, it's it's un unreal. Like it's unreal. Like I, the only other time that I can remember similar feeling like the first time I heard Notorious Thugs like that beat, but it, but not even. Handle the vibe. It, I just never, I never get sick of it, ever. Never. 97, still not sick of it. So that's that's mine. Well, well I want to throw in a, a sneak uh, side question on this question of the day because it goes with this. So what would you say the most blown away you ever were from hearing a Bone song solo or group, uh, what was the most blown away when you first heard it where you were just like, oh my goodness. Was it Handle the Vibe or was there was there another one that blew you away upon first listen? Um, I mean, I did, like I said, like I said, with Handle the Vibe, I definitely know that I, I felt that with Handle the Vibe. The first time I heard that, it just fucking murdered my fucking brain, I think. Um, I, I will say too, like, you know what it is? I think Handle the Vibe was just like, gave me the the feeling, not like the style of Eternal, but the same like excitement I got off of Eternal. Because the Eternal album, like Down 71 and, and Crep and We Came and, and, and shit like that, like the first time I heard songs like that, I was like, I was geeking. I was like, like, Glad that the internet didn't exist and cell phones for somebody to record me like geeking like that. Um, so I, I can't say I, I, it must have been something on Eternal if before handle the vibe, but definitely like the first one, like I can remember and recognize, like just like blowing my mind away was handle the vibe. Yeah, same here. Handle the vibe just blew my socks away. I, I couldn't wait to play it to everybody I knew. And then later on, when Heated Heavy came out, I just, I couldn't even believe that Crazy could rap that fast. And the funny thing is, I think he's rapped faster than that since then. But at the time, Heated Heavy, I mean, I don't know, to the people in the crowd listening, uh, at the time of Heated Heavy coming out, could you think of something that went faster and just more quick? Heated Heavy just blew me away. Handled the vibe blew me away. And and, and the first time hearing Thug Love, those, those gunshots, that beat, you know, the beat on Thug Love blew me away. Not so much their flows, but just hearing that beat. It, it's We're used to hearing it now, but at the time I was just like, what? This this beat is incredible with the gunshots. Yeah, that was a different feeling. Like, blew me away, but like a different feeling. Like, the first time you heard Thug Love, you were like, whoa. Like, your eyes got wide, and you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like, so it, it was a different kind of blown away. Um, Hand of the Vibe was just like, me like am i am i hearing this fucking right i think i think you nailed it when you said heated heavy you know what else i i got that feeling off of now that i think about it the intro to creeping on to come up when lazy bone is harmonizing of the whole like when when his part of the, of the harmony on that intro comes in i just think he sounds like the coolest motherfucker ever oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> like 
like not that the whole thing isn't cool, but like there there's something really cool about the the way Lazy Bone sounds on the intro. Um so I, I kinda got that off that too. So that that's mine. My my favorite song of all time, Handle the Vibe and and Johnny, what what was yours again? You did the introduction off Eternal? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The introduction. Those are two big songs. And if this was a two parter, so also what's your favorite track and what was the most what song blew you away the most upon first hearing it? That's your question with an S. Questions of the day today, guys. Make sure you give us your answer down in the comment. Don't forget to subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and share this with another belt. Share this with another fellow Bone fan. Thank out the edits. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna go three, two, one. What's up, guys? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony. Hey, you know what? Just take it from the top. Sorry. Yep. No, we got three, two, one. What's up, guys? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, and I'm back. Riding shotgun is my right-hand man. John Lippy. And you know what it is. It's the question of the day. I appreciate everybody that's been commenting every single day on this so far. But we got the one that is going to make you think today because this whole time I've been telling you the question and you've had to think about the audio. Today you're going to have to think about the audio and the visual. Johnny, the question of the day today is, what's your favorite Bone video of all time? And you can go group, solo, feature. This one's the Wild Wild West for y'all. Man, there's so many good ones. And... Bone never really got the credit for making really good music videos. But the way I'm going to answer this one is probably the the one that made me so excited, and that's first of the month. I mean, I, as you know, wow. when I saw Thuggish Ruggish Bone, I went out and got the album that first day. But when I saw first of the month and had to wait and wait for Eternal to come out, I would just watch that video on repeat over and over again, even with the cheesy backgrounds that they had. But... Something about that. They looked different. They looked older. They uh, they looked more like uh, grown up and like a new sound. And so the first of the month video just kind of captivated my mind uh, in, in much the same way Thuggish Ruggish Bone did, but but it was like Bone Evolved. And so I, did, I was just counting the days to Eternal, and they kept pushing the album back and back and back. But uh, I'm going with first of the month, my favorite music video by Bone all time. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning new stuff about you all the time on this because um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen that just because I, I'll tell you a weird story maybe maybe it, it's this that fucked that video up for, for me but I remember being in in high school and being in a tech ed class and a bunch of people spoofed that video because we had a green screen and they, and they spoofed the fuck out of that video. <laughs> Because the video was just so green screening, kind of corny, and I never like kind of understood like they got like a magic ball and everybody's fucking heads on fire and like <laughs> the fucking 
they're all wearing like the different beanies. I, I don't know. First of the month was always kind of weird to me. Um, like a barbecue, and then there's fucking green screen. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I always thought the first of the month was was a, was a weird video. I definitely expected a totally different answer out of you, but I think that's cool. I think that's what this segment is is, is great about because there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, about the, you know, uh, to look at one video. My favorite, and, and it's almost a tie, and they're very similar. It's almost if I could teach the world, but I think my favorite video is Change the World. I, I think that video is dope as fuck. And, and let me tell you what may assist that being my favorite. You guys remember, like, Crazy isn't on the album version. And when that video dropped, we either found out right before or when the video dropped, like, holy fuck, Crazy Bones in this. And it's, like, one of the best Crazy Bone verses of all time. And the video, like, dude, they, they were all kind of back looking cool. They, like, they were in, like, the Matrix almost, like, leather shit. They were all wearing, like, the thug mentality beads. Um, so... Dope video. It was a, yeah, it was and, a great moment. And and change the world definitely. When when you say Bone music video, the first image that hits my mind is Crazy Bone with the umbrella, and then Crazy with that like uh, that that thing on that it's like uh, like in the Jesus era, the turban kind of thing on his head with with the staff. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, no, change the world is is a very close number two. But I was going with the feelings that it evoked. And when I'd also think of Change the World, I think of feelings of despair because I was like, why is Change the World not on TV? They should be playing this every single day. It's such a great song. What a great music video. And I just never saw it air on TV. And it just drove me nuts that they had such a, a well-budgeted, well-directed video that never saw really the light of day outside of you know fans having it. And then I think it actually has had a, a better time on the internet now that people get to see it on YouTube. But, uh, but at the time, it just, like I said, it's that feeling of despair. That's why I didn't select change the world. But I think that's probably, you know, outside of the crossroads, um, being the obvious, uh, highest budget video, but I think change the world was an, a superb music video. Yeah, it, it's a great video. And the crossroads is, is great too. Like, even though like that, that song is kind of, you know, ultra played in my mind like the video is still great the if i could teach the world video is great and i and i will say as far as like picking off of like what the feelings invoke um and, and we've talked about this before you know can't can't give it up <laughs> i love that video because of of the feeling i get when i think about you know what that video was like when it dropped and you know just uh I, I remember just feeling a certain way about like the lyrics and reading into it and and all that. So so I can I can relate to the the video not being like a like maybe visual home run, but it but it created something bigger as well. Um, again, there's so many ways to look at each each video. Well, and speaking on can't give it up. What what it, it, it's it's kind of neat to look at in retrospect. That was like the first music video where they were depicted rapping in front of a camera like a lot of other rap videos. I mean, there was a, a side story going on, 
But, like, up until that point, I never had seen, like, Bone just right in front of the fourth wall rapping directly to the camera. It's always been, like, uh, off camera or in a different way. But but that yeah, was no, the first time cool. where they, like, appeared like, rap, like rappers, rappers, kind of. Yeah, I guess, I, uh, well, they kind of did it in, like, East 1999. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But even that had image had like you know gothic imagery to it, whereas I mean they were in like a warehouse kind of setting. I don't know. It was just it was like the first rap esque video I had seen Bone in at that point. They've been in gazillions since then, but I'm just thinking of you know I'm trying to do this in a retrospective how I felt at the time, and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool to see Bone just kick it like rappers in a video without having some kind of you know Ouija thing to it or some kind of uh, you know, they're acting out a scene in, in sort of love of money. They're on a, outside somewhere in Thuggish Fuggish Bone. Uh, they're on the green screen on first of the month. So uh, can't, get, can't give it up, just kind of gave a new look. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And, I, and at the time, I wanted that because, you know, people didn't really respect Bone as rappers at the time. So I was like, all right, good. We got can't give it up under our belt now. So now the rap fans got to show Bone some respect for just being straight rappers without gimmicks. But, you know. uh, how did you feel about the Money Money video? Well, I, I was I was there for it um, because uh, I was supposed to I was supposed to be Busy Bone's personal videographer, but it just didn't work out. A, a bigger job opportunity came up that was paying a lot more. So I, I but I did show up for the for the very end of the shoot. Um, I like I really like that music video, but it just didn't have enough movement because that definitely just seemed like a lot of scenes were just tri they weren't tripoded, but it was just the rappers rapping directly to the camera without much of a storyline going on. Uh, but I did like their 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 body language performances. I thought I thought they were pretty cool on it. Um, uh, I, I like the song, yeah. and I like that it was you know it was filmed in Florida, so filmed right right in Miami. So I liked every time I saw it, I was like, Bone came. Bone came to my town, you know. Bone's in Florida. This is great. It's it's weird out of all the fucking Bone videos and stuff. Like that one got banned from I think like BET and stuff because it, it depicted like stealing as like a positive. Because if I remember right, like they they're like Robin Hood kind of shit in the um in in the Money Money video. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like. I got to rewatch it. I just kind of just remember them being underneath I-95 rapping. Like, I don't even remember a storyline to that one. Like, you're probably right. I got to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't play it because it, they thought it promoted robbery. Really? Yeah. Okay. So out of all the, all, out of all the shit to get banned, uh, that was the one to get banned. So we're wow. we're a little trivia for you, Bone Guys, but that's your question of the day. My favorite was of course change the world lippy hits you with the first of the month those are our favorites make sure you guys let us know what your favorite bone video of all time is in the comments and don't forget to like subscribe beyond the harmony beyond the and share this with another bone fan we out fucking next one I, this next one i don't know i gotta think about that one for just a second before we do it that's a, this is yeah. This is a really good question. 
because some of them I'm like, man, did they actually eventually release this? And some of them you're like, okay, well, does the does the that special delivery count? <laughs> you know, what counts and what doesn't? Oh, you know what else, too? I meant to talk about Pug Friday in that last shit. Oh, shit, that was a good video. Yeah. Yeah. Pug Friday, like... Pug Friday saved, like, the Heaven's movie album from being, like, just, like, a complete loss. Yeah, that's... That video, you know? You're right, man. That was a dope... I thought Thug Mentality was a gay-ass video. Thug Mentality is super gay. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> terrible, terrible videos for that whole album. It's so weird that the album was so good and like the video was like Mariah Carey and yeah, yeah. Even that video was just like terrible. Wasn't that good? I don't know what what I don't know what the fuck. I, I guess where my thugs at too has got to be like my favorite like unreleased unreleased. So that's probably what I'll go with unless I do like. Oh no! Is, uh, oh. Yeah, because I guess I guess the the um, strictly from my grind technically was released on that Boss Hog album, or whatever Space Hog, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like that's like a release thing. Um. Well, Dizzy's got a good. I mean, anything you liked on Hell's Movie? <laughs> I guess because does Hell's, Hell's Movie count? <laughs> I don't know. Does determination count? Like, what the fuck was determination on? Oh yeah, All yeah. Right. That's we're, never... we're just yeah. We'll just jump in, and I'm I'm just gonna like pose like if it's got to be pure unreleased, I'll pick this, and if it, and if it can kind of be loose, then I'll pick this. Because like like the Petey Pablo song, did that ever come out? I guess because it's on that. On a bunch uh, of like shitty bootlegs. Yeah. So this is all yeah. shit to talk about. Look, let's let's jump in. It's all it's yeah, all yeah. good stuff. Okay. okay, three, two, one. Yo, what's up, guys? Cecil West, my right-hand man. John Lippy up in here. And it is the bone question of the day. And this one, this is a big one. This one's going to have you guys thinking, and I'll tell you why. There's so many variables to answer this one. Your question of the day today is, what is your favorite unreleased bone song? It's so hard to even know what's unreleased, what's official. Like right. the, 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 the Unified Filthy prequel, does that count? What about that six-tape special delivery? I mean, and yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. bootlegs. There's weird, there's weird bootlegs, and then there's, like, weird just, like, Japanese imports that, like, count, but they don't count. I, <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. When I wrote this question, I didn't even like think of what a loaded, loaded question it is. Um, and 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 I almost like when you think unreleased, it's like you think of like pre-release, like Art of War sounding shit, like that sounds like it's from the Dirty Vault, or like strictly from my grind, like that's on somebody else's like pretty much like unheard, you know. That, I don't think that album did shit. Like, is that release? Um, I, don't, I don't know. There's probably a lot of answers. Is, is anything cut from Art of War, like a track actually just straight up cut? 
like just didn't I mean, make it on it. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm sure when you if there is and you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. But I I'm drawing a blank right now if anything was cut from Art of War. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't think of. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is something like. I, I thought even like maybe that thing that ended up on Lost Archives that was busy. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh yeah. Or maybe not though. I I don't know. Like that's there's got to yeah. be though, right? Yeah. So I, I I took a while trying to think of this one, and I'm like, all right. Well, when I so when I can't directly think of something, I think of when I think of Bone Unreleased. What do I think of? And I think of. And I don't know if this was released, but the track "Little Ghetto Boy." Living in the oh, city yeah. with a gritty. I don't know if that one ever came out, but I really love that song. And um, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this one officially came out, but that one, they don't really want it with the Bone Thug Boys. I always like that track. Um, I, I, I always, I like the idea that they remade that song by No Doubt. Um, uh, you and me, oh, yeah, yeah. together. And so I liked all those, but. I think I would go with Little Ghetto Boy, although it feels like that one came out. But at the same time, when I think about it, it feels like it wasn't mastered properly, so I don't think it officially came out. But that definitely was a, a dope track. And then if we were talking about Crazy Bone unreleased, for sure, without without even hesitation, Waiting for Never is by far my favorite Crazy Bone unreleased. Straight Insane, I, I'm still waiting for that one to come out. And then... The track from the movie I tried, you know that there's that one song, uh, 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 "Live Life, Live Life Dangerous in the Fast Lane." I can't live my life oh, reckless doing 100 yeah. in the fast lane. Yeah, that that one, that, it, it it airs like one verse of it airs in the movie I tried, and so like those three. So for for Bone itself, I'm going with Little Ghetto Boy. For Crazy Bone, I'm going with Waiting for Never, but. I still want to hear Straight Insane, the full version, and I want to hear that full version of Live My Life Reckless or whatever. Live My Life, I think it's called, from the I Tried movie. Well, I don't want to be the dream crusher, but I'm going to tell you that the, the little ghetto boy got released on uh, Lazy Bone and uh, what was it, like AK from Do or Die, their little collabo. <laughs> the Finally yeah. album? It's on yeah, Finally? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, then I'll go with <laughs> <laughs> pretty much unreleased. It's so. funny. I, I think of that song as like a crazy bone and wishbone song. I, I know Lazy's on. Yeah, Lazy's on. Little get. Yeah, it's the three of them. Wow, that's funny. So he put he put <laughs> that on the album with AK. That just doesn't even make sense. But uh, it's it's just one of those projects that they're like I. You know when they're sitting around and they're doing like, you know, Bone Cousins fourteen or whatever the fuck and. Uh, they're like, ah, oh, this needs some star power. Let's throw the fucking Petey Pablo song on it or <laughs> whatever. Like, so they'll just they'll just throw a banger on there from the vault. Doesn't have to make sense. Like, think about it. Lazy Bone and AK, and now they got a Crazy Bone Wishbone feature without AK on the song. Uh, I wonder yeah, if you, I guess he did. Yeah, no, he's probably not on it. Isn't that whole album sounded like that? Did they did they share a bunch of songs? I listened to it once, and I don't even think I got through the whole. I, I remember actively listening to it, but I think I was like vacuuming or something. But now, now I'm curious. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so then I'll have to I'll have to surrender a little ghetto boy for Bone Thug Boys. But for some reason, I feel like that came out too at some point. 
Yeah, I think that's on one of those prequel import. Who the fuck knows? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, unreleased track. Again, you know, it's it's such a fucking loaded thing. Did um, the determination like did that actually come out on anything? I mean, I know there's a video, so I mean, I guess you just assume that that's released. I guess that doesn't count, but like, I don't think it's on anything. Did it make it? It was a great music video, but did it make it onto the filthy prequel? I'm looking right now. I, I love that you keep calling it that. It's, it's the Northern Lights. Oh, oh, right <laughs> Unified the prequel. <laughs> Unified the, the prequel, the untold story. Yeah, if, if, if Determination is not. I remember seeing Determination on something, though. And for it to not be on Unifive, it doesn't make sense. Like, where would that fit? Because that seems like it came out right, you know, that's, that's yeah. the Unifive crew right there. Yeah, oh. I think it's a uni. you know, I think it's around them, but I don't even think it's on that, though. I don't I don't think it's on shit. Hey, but you know yeah. what? Take It to the Street is the name of Bone Thug Voice. You know, they don't really want to with the Bone Thug Voice. Uh, take It on? to the Street, and, and that's on Unifive, the prequel, The Untold Story, so... I, see, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm not guessing. I, I knew that was on something. See, they they release a lot more shit than. It, you know, and and as time goes by, these albums become real albums. Meaning, like at the time period they come out, you're like, okay, that's a mixtape, or yeah, that's that's just like a promo piece, or yeah, they're just dumping all their cut tracks onto something. But um, but 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 over time, all these albums become real. Okay, you know what I would I would select then I'd say. And I think this probably came out too, but the game ain't ready. The game ain't ready. The game ain't ready. That, that did that ever come out? I don't. I don't know. Again, because there's that run of unified the prequel, like everyday thugs, eternal legends, fucking book of thugs, like all all those fucking have so many random. Yeah, the game ain't ready. Boom, there it is on the book of thugs. Book of but that's a, but, but that's a Jap, you know, Japanese like Japan release. What about the song "We Working, We Working, We Working, We Working"? Oh, I, I, I think that I think that I think that was on Lost Archives. Oh, I, I know what your favorite uh, unreleased track. Oh, I was going to say "Enough Respect." I remember you used to love that track, but that one's on Unified also. Yeah, yeah, it's on Unified. I I don't think Determination's on anything even though there's a video for it. And That's a pretty good one to go with, I think. Determination. Yeah. Is, it, would, it would have to be Determination. And then if somebody, if somebody says, nah, you're wrong, Cecil, that, that's on whatever, then I'm probably going to go with, I'll probably do Where My Thugs At, Part 2. That's the one from, because, from Most Thugs? Yeah, just just because Crazy Bones like raw on that, and it's a real classic feeling, and and that is super unreleased. Like you can't, you know, <laughs> can't nobody d- dispute that shit. That is sounds like it was recorded like inside a fucking toilet off a tape. And, and, and so your question is: It when you ask what's your uh, favorite unreleased song, did did that have to be a Bone song or could it be a solo song? Could be anything. Any. Anything, anything y'all okay. want. 
So, right. John's what? What was yours, John? I, I, I'm know. gonna, I'm gonna get, well since since Little Ghetto Boy and and Bone Thug Boys are are on albums, I'm just gonna go with Waiting for Never by Crazy Bone, because if somebody says that that song was released, I'll be thrilled and I, I'll pay I'll pay top dollar for it. I want Waiting what, for Never. What is it? Just like a clip or something? The one that's released? Well, yeah. It, well, so hard to let go is on uh, the is it six tape. Three, I can't. It's six tape, two or three or four. It's on one of the six tapes. So hard. So the music video is so hard to let go, which is like like one verse, like a one verse song, and then after that it blends into Waiting for Never, starring Shutter Boy in, in the video. But Waiting for Never was never released to my knowledge, whereas So Hard to Let Go was on the six tape. So Got Waiting it. for Never was not on it, even as a snippet. So. Johnny went with Waiting for Never by Crazy Bone. I picked Bone Thugs and Harmony, Determination. We want to know what your favorite unreleased Bone Thugs track is. Bone solo track, Bone affiliate track, Bone feature track. If it's unreleased, let us know what your favorite is. Don't forget, subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and share this with a Bone Thugs fan. We out. I think this is a really good topic. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are all good. These are these, these. I think these are gonna work really well. Like at first they might be a little dry, but like once people trust that it's a fucking daily thing, like this is gonna be a good, a good thing. Okay, um, what's the best bone? What what's the best song Bone is featured on, group or solo? That's what's coming up. So and and then let me see because I think I asked the same thing. Let me see if it's worded differently. Um, well, we'll just go with your version. All right. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? It's Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, my right-hand man. John Lippe. And this is your question of the day. Today's question is a good one. We want to know what's the best song Bone or a Bone solo is featured on. So this this can't be something from their album. This has got to be like when they're on somebody else's album. So, I mean, I'd, I think anybody would say the obvious answer is Notorious Thugs. It's the most impactful. <laughs> It's the most impactful collabo they did. I would argue, and I'm I'm more of a Tupac fan than than a Notorious B.I.G. fan. But when they did the, when they did Notorious Thugs, and a couple of days ago we were talking about the most blown away we were when I first heard Notorious Thugs. I remember where I was. My buddy had a, a caddy with with like a couch in the back, and he had a sound system. And he he got life after death before anybody in the school had it. And he's like, and he he was an East Coast fan. He knew I was a Bone fan. He's like, hey, I finally got something we could break bread together on. He's like, come in the car. And and the whole LFMOB, we all like fit into a clown car. And he put on his Bone and Biggie, Biggie. And we were all like, we were like, oh, my goodness, bro. Holy cow. And Biggie came in and did his verse. It's armed and dangerous. Ain't too many could bang with us. We're like, what? Biggie could do the Bone style? Oh, my God. So I think Notorious Thugs opened up Bone to the East Coast. And after they did that song, I started noticing, seeing, I saw the Eternal LP 
in DJ's record crates. I would see it in every DJ I knew. They all had Eternal. And I was like, oh, they didn't have anything else by Bone. They just had Eternal. And I was like, wow, that's the impact Notorious Thugs had was it opened Bone to the East Coast. That's in my opinion. Um, and, you know, Thug Love was, was amazing. I think that one gave them, like, street cred, but Notorious Thugs just opened the world for them. For me personally, my favorite collabos that they do, this is more favorite versus best. So, like, the best is Notorious Thugs, but my favorite is when they've collaborated with TQ, and they've done it numerous times, and Mariah Carey. So that's my favorite, but the best, hands down, Notorious Thugs, Notorious B.I.G. Well, I'm going to have to say that the best one is when they did Till We Dead and Gone with Master P. Which one? No. I'm I'm just kidding. I I said Till We Dead and Gone with Master P. (laughs) Till We Dead and Gone with Master P. Hey. I do, I do love I do love that just because I'm a Master P fan. So both both Master P Bone songs get like two thumbs up for me because I I love that Master P loves Bone. But but no, I, I I agree. I think the you know the the greatest Bone feature just has to go with you know has to be Notorious Thugs. There's just it's it's legendary over any other feature that they've done. And, and I mean, they got some great ones out there. Like I just said, you know, I mean, two, two songs of Master P is nothing to fucking, you know, act like that's not legendary. I mean, they've, they've done great songs, a little easy. I mean, they got some good stuff. And even like newer shit, like I, I thought Lord with ASAP Berg was great, but like Notorious Thugs is just as timeless as it gets. Um, here, here in Biggie, you know, rap that style and and just fuck everything about it. The way the the way busy raps, even 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 Puffy's little fucking feature in it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all very memorable. And and they all still memorable. perform that song as like that's that's their A list performance for their live shows. You know, so that shows mm-hmm. you the endurance of that. And and additionally, you know, I loved that they were there in. Biggie and Puffy's studio, even though Biggie took the song home to figure it out, they all actually were there, right? So versus like Thug Love, Busy was with Pac, but, you know, Busy's like, yeah, Pac just dropped that verse in like a couple of seconds and he put a lot of effort, Busy put a lot of effort into his verse. So, you know, it kind of felt like a collabo, but not all the way collabo, whereas Bone, and not only that, Tupac didn't really rap like Bone did, whereas Biggie embodied it and took the opportunity to show that he could he could do something, and I think it blew everybody away. I think it's one of the most famous collaborations, period, in rap history. You know, can you think yeah. of a bigger collabo? I mean, I guess Busta Rhymes and Janet Jackson was a big deal, but I don't know. I, I think Notorious Thugs, like, beyond the harmony, beyond Bone, uh, it's one of the biggest rap collabos. In, impact, we're talking about impact, the impact yeah. that that did, that solidified Biggie as well, because Biggie was still alive. At, well, no, Life After Death, it, it was after death, but, you know, Biggie was, was newly deceased, right? So yeah. I think that added to his arsenal as being one of the greatest MCs. Yeah, no, that, that song, I mean, yeah. That, I, I will, you know, just in terms of, like, underrated features, and, and this may just because I love the 
posse cut, but like the points, the points also had Bone and Biggie on it, and like every rapper you can think of, and it's it, you know it, it it's underrated, and and I mean it's nowhere near like Notorious Thugs level in terms of just like how complete the song is because Notorious Thugs, even the beat, you're just like, oh my god. Um, but the points is like severely like underrated, like kind of lost in the shuffle of of just like that's that's hip hop alumni all on one motherfucking song. Yeah, and they, and and what's cool too is that Bone was still pretty new to the game at that time to to get the honor of being on a track with so many top name artists was was pretty big. And, and you know what's what's another thing is we don't really consider this, but. For Notorious Thugs to be selected, think of how many collabos Bone has done. I think Bone's probably collaborated with more people than anybody. I mean, they, they've at least co- collaboed with more people that mattered than anybody. Um, yeah, de- it, they definitely have the most legendary, like, they they have the most legendary arsenal of fucking features of all time. I mean, and, and there's the obvious, like, you know, you can say, hey, nobody's done easy, pun, biggie, Tupac, um, but I mean, e- even past that, I mean, these these guys have fucking Phil Collins, fucking Mariah Carey, uh, legends, Le- legendary. I mean, I, even past that, think of like War, right? Henry Rollins, uh, Flea, Tom Morello. I mean, these are fucking oh, yeah. jo- Jonathan Davis from Corn. I mean, crazy. And and, and Akon, Akon is 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 a is. Uh, uh, icon, right? I mean, he, Akon's an icon, but Akon—he's he, not so much now. But they got Akon at his peak to do I yeah. tried. Like that was yeah. Akon peaking right there, and they had a previous like relationship with him, so they were able to land him not just for one but two tracks on the same album too. And uh, you know, Akon—Akon's another name that they did with. Yeah, they've—they've—I think they've made more collaborations, even with like lesser-known artists than. And they've made Bone Thugs and Harmony songs. I think there's more Bone collabos than Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> as a group. There's so many. So there it is, guys. That is your Bone question of the day. What's the best song Bone group or solo is featured on? Me and John both agreed that it's Notorious Thugs. Let us know in the comments below which you think the best one is. And don't forget to like and subscribe Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and share this with a Bone fan. We out of here. All right. This next one's easy. Three, two, one. Yo, it's Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony. We'll go again. Three, two, one. Yo, it's Cecil West. Beyond the Harmony with my man, John Lippy. And this is that daily, that daily, that every single daily, daily bone question of the day. And today, it's that sticky icky. We got to know what is the best Bone Thugs weed song of all motherfucking time? Well, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the one that that put me on the map. I'm going with Smoking Buddha, Crazy Bone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good, 
so good. Such a good song. So 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 many reasons, but past our personal reasons why that's good. Like, what a good fucking song, bro. It, it's per- like they've made so many weed songs, but like that one, I think captured the total essence of of all the different. Like I think I feel like that one's the centerpiece, and everything branches off from that. Even though there ones before, like Buddha Lovers, which is great, uh, Blaze It. I feel like Blaze It was the prequel oh, it, to Smoking Buddha. You know, but but when when Smoking Buddha happened, I was like, they figured it out. They finally got it. This is this is this is it right here. But that's mine, Smoking Buddha. Yeah, Smoking Buddha is great. Blaze, it's great. Blaze, it's motherfucking great. Um, I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are probably going to pick Buddha Lovers on this one. Buddha Lovers yeah. is cool. It is. It isn't my favorite of all time. I, don't, I there's something that I don't. I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite of all time. Um. I take that back, though. I mean, there's times where I've been, like, smoking fucking weed, and, and I love Buddha Lovers. Uh... Buddha, Lover, it just, it, Buddha Lovers is a really good song, and but it, there's just something something about it that it's like, uh, like you don't want to hear that one all the time. You want to hear Buddha Lovers, but there's, I don't know, I, but I, I agree. I think it makes me... It makes me like lose my breath. I feel tired after hearing it. Like it, it emotionally impacts me. It, it drains me. It drains me in a positive way. But like Buddha lovers is a draining song, whereas smoking Buddha is kind of like a uh, fills you with. It fills you with air. Smoking Buddha fills you with air. Buddha lovers takes the air. It helps you exhale. I guess that that's the way I would say. It. That's how I'm feeling when I'm just thinking about these two. I'm losing my breath on smoking Buddha. I'm gaining my breath. I'm Buddha lovers. Well, I lo- I love smoking Buddha. I mean um, the other way around. The other way around. Smoking Buddha gives you the air. Buddha lovers exhales. But yeah. Well, uh, I love smoking Buddha. Let me tell you, it it isn't going to take my number one only because weed song from the Resurrection album, I think is like is 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 that level. It's smoking Buddha level, but but it's got all the bone on it, and so so I so I I like the weed song, which that's an older you know I mean later in their career weed song you know after they'd already kind of been like the weed rappers for a while, um, but I, I thought weed song was great, but de- definitely you know smoking Buddha's got to be close second or, or, or third in my book. But I, I'm going to go with Weed Song because I just thought Weed Song was great. Uh, even, even the video was kind of cool. I mean, I, you know, whatever on the video. I always thought it was cool that that video had white bars and not black bars at the top and bottom. And, and uh, to this day, I wonder how they timed it so perfect on Lazy Bone when it's coming up, we can't get no better, when, when the whole chorus is happening and then it goes to Lazy Bone's verse, he's lighting up the blunt. And he timed somehow the cameraman timed it perfect to where it's lit, and then he busts into his verse. And and I've been thinking of like editing tricks. I'm like, wow, how did they do that? And actually, now that I'm talking about it, I kind of think about it. But I, I've always been amazed at the timing, how perfect uh, he was able to come in and just get his blunt lit and start rhyming right on key, right when his verse kicked in. It was always yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I 
I, I think that video is great. It, it's also got that classic when that, that little beat drop happens, and, and it's got a real classic crazy bone, like in the haze, exhaling scene as well. Um, so, so I really like that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. I have heard some not great bone weed songs, but that was way later on in their career. They, they were kind of like grand slamming every time they did a weed song for fucking over 10 years. Yeah, they had a good run of hit after hit after we in fact it was like it was like you just expected Bone to have that weed song at least one per album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even on the solos they had them. And they were always good. They were always like the the you know, and it kinda goes with that easy E thing 'cause it's 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 a little bit novelty, right? And uh NWA had like Automobile and um I'd rather fuck you and a bunch of other like you know, in between the rap songs, they had like interludes that were songs and they were novelty tracks. So I always liked that about the weed songs is it kind of just, it was, they were good interludes in a way. And weed song was actually a full, a full blessed track. So, yeah. There you go, guys. That's the question of the day. Mine was a weed song by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Lippy kicked Smoking Buddha by Crazy Dome. We want to know, What's the best bone weed song of all time? Drop your answer in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe, beyondtheharmony.com, and share this with another bone fan. We out of here. I'm doing good right now. I'm 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 not even winded, so I'm 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 feeling good, having fun. Yeah, no, the the pace is all right on these. Like they're not super detailed, but they're not you know, no detail at all. They're they're just enough where it's a short segment. So, all right, three, two, one. Yo, it's Cecil West beyond the harmony and my main man, John Lippy. I just want to hear the crowd come in every time he does his intro. Oh, yo. It's the question of the day, the bone question of the day, every single day hitting you guys with that question, and we want to know what you think. And today we want to know what you think is the most underrated bone album of all time, and this could be group or solo. Underrated. Underrated. Like that one that was like that shining star that you just like either didn't get the fan support or didn't get the – you know, the the sales or, or whatever, like a great album that just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with it on underrated, underappreciated, and misunderstood. I'm going with Strength and Loyalty because they held it down with just three of them. Now, granted, uh, Thug Stories came before it, but that wasn't like a, a mega release. And Strength and Loyalty defined Bone as being able to hold it down with just three members on a national scale, um, I'd say Strength and Loyalty by a mile. It's not even close. It was the real comeback moment for Bone. They they have like a history of comebacks, but Strength and Loyalty was the real deal comeback because when they did Resurrection, I was like, no, nah, I mean, you guys aren't really gone. I mean, you know, what the heck? So, And not only that, these are things to think about. It was the first Bone album to be released in the iTunes era and, and the social network era, and I think that made a big impact. I remember... Uh, Flow Motion, they live streamed. I forget which company did a Strength and Loyalty live stream, but I think they performed their whole entire album live for free on the internet. 
which at the time was like a revolutionary thing to do. You know, we're so used to the future right now that we brought you into the future, but these kind of things didn't happen then, so they kind of trailblazed with that. Um, and at the time, in 2007, they were all but long gone and forgotten as a group. Uh, Crazy was having solo success. You know, he did Riding Dirty at the time, got a Grammy for it. But outside of Crazy Bone, you know, Flesh was still locked up. Busy was on his, I guess, pilgrimage, we'll call it. Um, the success of the single, I, you know, I Tried came out. And that gave Bone an entirely new demographic audience and introduced a whole new generation to Bone. I tried with Akon. Uh, there, was, there was people that didn't even know who Wishbone was. They, when they heard I tried, they thought Wish was Nelly because <laughs> Nelly was a big deal at the time. So I think that strength and loyalty significantly assisted in Bone's sustainability and longevity it reestablished Bone and created an excitement around them again, solidified the brand, left them as the last men standing from the 90s. And they're still the last men standing of all the rap, of, as far as rap groups go. I mean, there's small-time rappers that do stuff, but Strength and Loyalty. And then the aftermath of the success of Strength and Loyalty, it led to Bone finally getting their homage and status as legends in the game. And they even had the narrative crafted by DJ Khaled on the song Originators, and uh, this established the OG status, the concept, the entire music industry of the present and at the time. You know, that's when they started saying, basically, the music you hear now, and they're still going with this narrative, was based on that bone sound. So I'm going with Strength and Loyalty. The fans uh, have mixed feelings on it because it's commercialized, and I'm for it. They needed to do that. There's business decisions that have to get made, they needed an album like Strength and Loyalty. So I'm, and not only that, I, I genuinely loved the album front to back, and I don't know why people didn't like it. It was, it was everything Bone needed at the time, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, that album took a lot of shit. I think it was the Swiss Beats involvement. Um, you know, and, and I tend to agree. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's the most underrated, but, it, but it's definitely right up there because, uh, you know, at least, at least in my opinion, um, but, it, but but it is right up there because I think the Swiss Beats thing, uh, I don't know if it hurts people's feelings that Busy isn't all over the fucking thing, or I know some people just hate, like, songs like Candy Paint. <laughs> I love Candy Paint. If I could take the chorus out, like, I love the verses, man, especially Wish. It sounds like Wish had fun doing that. Um, and I like that they, they hadn't had a song like that up until that point. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right, you guys can make a song about, you know, cars and stuff. I, they, had, they hadn't done that, so I was cool with it. I, You know, I don't even hate that that song. You know what I mean? Like, in, any anybody that can listen to fucking Thug World Order and, you know, get through Guess Who's Back or Get Up and Get It or any of that fucking shit and, and yeah. get through strength and loyalty, I just... You know, I, when when people talk shit about strength and loyalty, I'm like, you you forget some fucking some prior shit that happened. Um, <laughs> like, it's just like forgotten. Every every time Bone does like some like quote unquote like real commercial song, I'm, and and they're always just like, they've never sold out like this before. I'm like, bro, come fucking come on. Um, and, and that song had, that, that album had great shit on it too. Um, and, and, you know, this, this may be personal preference, but like, 
I love the song Wind Blow. I think that oh, sample yeah. is amazing. Um, I loved Order My Steps. Order My Steps was, I just, I'll tell you right now, I heard Order My Steps play from an album as I stood down by the water in the middle of a fucking wind and rainstorm, and I watched the water make big fucking waves, and, and that, that uh, Yolanda Adams was, was singing that shit, and it was so loud coming through the system as I watched nature rip shit up, so... <laughs> epic um yeah that that one's great if 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 i'm not picking strength and loyalty uh let, let me just switch it up for him i won't pick strength and loyalty um i'm gonna say that the most underrated and just unaccepted underrated underloved is uh is new waves oh yeah new okay. waves is just like and and it's ten years after strength and loyalty, which is funny, and it, it's it's just completely like unloved. And 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 I'm going to tell you right now that if the art of war, World War Three, was was completed the way that it was originally intended to be done, with all the members and and everything the way it was supposed to be, I would say that is the most. Um, underrated because i i think busy bone puts on a grand slam performance during the art of war world war three that has gone super unappreciated and just like lost in the shuffle but i think the the number one most underrated album is new waves because the the fans are just so upset that it's not the thuggish ruggish that it's this new thing that they're just missing the appreciation for these are just great songs are they great bone thugs and harmony songs nah they're not great bone thugs and harmony songs you know when you think of what a bone thugs and harmony song is they're 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 not but as just songs as just music bottle service uh you know ruthless whatever goes up uh, i'm just trying to think of some other one there's so many on there that are gravity. Um, there's so many just great songs. Those are great fucking songs, man. It's great music, but it, it just got shit on and shelled on so hard by the fans because it was called Bone Thugs. That was a mistake. They shouldn't have called it Bone Thugs. Um, that, what you have it, called it? I, what do you think it should have been called? I, I, I think it's, you know, considering that Originally, before I knew what they were going to do, I wanted it to be called Ripster, uh, Ripster and Leatherface is what I wanted it to be called. And okay. Until you found out what they were making, you know what I mean? Um, right. So, so I wanted it to be Lil Ripston and Leatherface, uh, you know, for, for like 10 years. And then when you found out what they were making and it was New Waves, I was hoping that New Waves was going to be the name of the, the group. Okay. So, yeah. So, so that's that's what I was hoping that it was called. That that way it wouldn't fall in because you know, as a Bone fan, I mean, I I do feel what Bone fans feel, which is it's a little offensive as a Bone fan to have this be a Bone Thugs album, um, considering what we know about them. But I don't let that make me hate the fucking album and and not hear and appreciate the the greatness that's in there. I mean, there's there's greatness in there. And, and, you know, one of the things I think Strength and Loyalty and New Waves both did 
which is the original bone formula, is originate, right? They're really original, outside-the-box type things. Now, strength and loyalty is not outside the box, but it was outside the box for bone, right? Now, new waves is really outside the box for bone. And I was kind of upset when everybody was mad at both of these albums because I'm like, this is, this is what they do. They come up with new stuff all the time. They don't do the same thing all the time. That's what originally drew you to bone was that you never knew what they were going to do next. And I think maybe it's just the, the wait. I guess, you know, when, when you have to wait for something so long, the, the, uh, nothing's ever going to live up to the, to the wait, right, to the anticipation. So I think that might be what hurt New Waves. Um, plus, it's not how it used to be in the music industry where the music industry can market to you to, let, to convince you that, hey, this is, this is the new sound. Now you have to basically do it yourself. So... Uh, and now I, I got a question too. Do you think if Candy Paint wasn't on Strength and Loyalty, I feel I, I agree that Candy Paint definitely hurt that album. If that if that song's not on the album, do you think people have a different perception of Strength and Loyalty? Um, I think if you take Candy Paint and like bump in the trunk out, <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. Like, like, like if you took those two off of it, I think it would be more acceptable because, you know, you got like so good, so right, which to me, okay, to me, it's laughable that that's an okay song for people and like candy paint or whatever isn't because, you know, but Felicia does so good, so right. So people are like, oh, that's fine. You know, that's a hey, thug motherfucker. But I'm like, hey, that's, <laughs> that's the same fucking shit, right? Um but that that one's completely acceptable for for whatever reason uh candy paint is in i think if you take out the two swiss beat features bump of the trunk uh candy paint it then at least becomes you know okay to bone thing because you got to remember too like that that thing had um which i guess people don't love this one either but like i love the street the one with the game on it, Will I Am. Yeah. Uh, and and then people never talk about Never Forget Me. And and maybe that's why, maybe they don't talk about it because I, I honestly felt like the beat and, uh, you know, the beat and Akon just like outshined everything. Like Crazy Bone came the, the closest to like really yeah. shining on that. But nobody had like that super shining verse on such a fucking shining song. Yeah, I, I, I did feel like, I, I agree, like, and, and I hate to admit it, because I, I, every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, man, maybe it'll be different this time, but it just doesn't live up to the beat and Akon. I agree, I agree. And it's just, it's a shame, too. I almost wish they could go back and redo it, you know? Yeah, that, uh, I've always, always, always just kind of felt like that, that song turned out mediocre, which was weird because it was the last song Two Akon features at that time. I mean, that that was great. Uh, Crazy Bone came the closest, you know. The way he ends his verse, you know, the whole fuck him across my tombstone and bury him with my gauge. That uh, that shit was hard, but it but it was just. Eh. And neither, you know, yeah, it, it needs it just needed something extra. And I agree, Cra- you know, in retrospect, Crazy's verse is solid as heck. It, it, and I just don't know. I don't know what it's lacking. It's lacking something. Maybe Busy would have brought that to I don't know. It's just lacking something. But it, it, I, I, it could have been such a great song. I do think, like, you know, and, and obviously that's, that's a big thing. 
that's missing from it is, is Busy Bone. And Busy Bone could have made a lot of those songs okay, I think, for people. Busy Bone's done some fucking weird shit. Like, if you don't think Busy Bone could have shined on Candy Paint, whatever. Um, so, so Busy Bone could have added a lot to that. But, yeah, I, I think if you take out two Swiss Beat songs, I think that's what Bone fans hate the most, and, and then it would become acceptable. But, but I think that's a great album. I thought that, that brought life back to them. Um, it, you know, and they were, they were kind of down and out, I think, without I Tried. I Tried really, like, you know, really blew them the fuck back up. Um, I, I tried was enormous, enormous. Yeah. The, the, when that came out, it was like bonus back. And I think, I think most people were like, like I said, I think it added new people, a whole new generation of bone fans that, that didn't know about the previous, however many years it was at the time. And plus a, see the thing is Akon, a lot of Akon's audience got to hear bone for the first time, you know? Yeah. And so it, it, that that's right. No, yeah, they named the movie after. They made a movie. I tried. So, you know, and then it's that one just kind of came and went too. I thought I tried it was going to have a longer shelf life, but it, the movie, but it didn't. Well, that was the question of the day, guys. We want to know what is the most underrated Bone album of all time, group or solo. Johnny picked Strength and Loyalty. I picked New Waves. Let us know what you guys picked in the comments below. Don't forget, like and subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and share this with another fellow Bone fan. Until tomorrow, we're out. I don't know about this fucking, bro, do you realize <laughs> we're only on question nine? So yeah. we, we, we've only filled a week's worth of these so far. Well, uh, I, I, even though it's almost nine, Talia's not back in the, I think she texted me that, but I, I think she was just, let me see, oh, shit, hold on. Um, I got some texts. Who texts? Okay, it was just Talia saying hi. I'm good, I'm good till she gets home, and I think she might even take a shower, so we might be good. All right. Well, let's keep rocking it out. We got to, these, these next bunch kind of, they, they turn interesting, so these, these are cool. So, three, two, one. Yo, it is Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with my man, John Lippy. And this is your phone question of the day. I got a good one today, John. Today, I want to know the best bone affiliate album of all time and you can go all the way back to too true you can go all the way up to like kane any affiliate from it doesn't matter mo thug thug line the life seventh sign i mean fleshbone global if you're in the duct tape gang like whatever you like what is the best Bone affiliate album ever. It's got to be well. Yeah. Hey, let me. I'll add a stipulation. It's got to be an album that was released under one of their banners. So it can't be like they were under Mo Thug or something left and then released an album, and that's your favorite. It's got to be well they were affiliated. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one's easy. 
but before I give my answer, I'd say if if Soldier Boy ever had a Mothug produced, mixed, mastered, marketed album, I'm sure Soldier wow. Boy's album would have been the best, absolutely hands down. But that never happened, unfortunately. So, and, and I'm saying so specifically with with Bones engineers and musicians and all that. Like I know Soldier Boy's made his own things, but you know the team behind you, but behind crafting the music makes a big difference. And so, had Soldier Boy got a Mothug album, and I hope I hope we find out one day that there is one and just never got released. But outside of that hypothetical, hands down, the best best affiliate album is is Poetic Hustlers, Trials and Tribulations by Country Mile, because and we we've, we've discussed this I think on another episode. That entire album, front to back, like minus like one or two songs that are just kind of average, but as a whole, every yeah, we, we talked about this on the Mothugs when we were doing the, the Mothug, the four Mothug albums. We were just amazed at how good Poetic Hustler's first out al- uh, Trials and Tribulations album was. So I'm going with Trials and Tribulations hands, hands down. Weekend Buzz, all that. Yeah. Um, hey, it, it, it shouldn't be any motherfucking surprise to you whatsoever, but I'm going to 100% agree. I just, I and there's some great stuff out there. Like I, I think Bruce Hathcock had a great, you know, like debut with DJ Unique. Um, he he had some awesome songs. I think Kane is great. I, I mean, there's some great stuff out there, you know. But Trials and Tribulations, there's something special about that. There's something special about it that that they made sure that it was even more special than like too true um too too true they put a lot of work into as well but man every fucking element of poetic hustlers it just seems to be really thought out you know it it isn't 11 tracks that they just recorded and they threw together it's like the the vibe of them is all similar like it it fits that theme it fits that multi-thugs theme the the order seems to be well thought out i'll tell you something else that's cool about it too the songs, you have a bone feature from Flesh and Bone, Lazy Bone, Wishbone, and Crazy Bone. In their video, they got a, a feature, a cameo from Dizzy Bone. So all five bone members involved with this affiliate project, too. And at that time, 1997, that's motherfucking unheard of. To have and and it's not like I mean they had four separate ones and I know what you're gonna say hey they they were on Mothugs of course they do no no one's got it like that um, this this is an amazing record and what I like about it is even though those songs that have Bone on them Controlling Insanity Day and Night Parlay with a Hustler Weekend Buzz even though those are like great songs Time Will Reveal Cross Me and You Die Fucking trials and tribulations, smile in your face, searching for peace. Don't trust that bitch for nothing. These are all grade A fucking songs too. This is a great album. It's 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 too bad that it went. I I really feel like it kind of went under the radar. It, it did because of the time period. It got buried in the the heavy amount of talent. You know, because that came out still in the golden era. Well, I mean, a little bit at the end of the golden era, but there were so many great artists at the time, there just wasn't enough dollars to chase 
or not even enough time to listen to every single album. Because I remember having Poetic Hustlers thinking, man, this is a really good album, but DMX just came out, Eminem just came out, Crazy Bone just dropped a double album, Heaven's Movies right here. So there were so many other options, but, I mean, I did acquire Poetic Hustlers for sure. And I, I was, But I remember even at the time thinking, man, it's a shame that no one's going to know about this album. It, it's really good. It, it, it had a, a bigger rotation in my playlist than a lot of other albums did, but I know well, the majority of people didn't know about it. You know what's wild about it is, because I don't know if you're, you're, you're slipping on the, the time frame it came out because you had mentioned uh, Crazy Bone dropped the double album, but this thing dropped in 97. Uh, this, this dropped in 97, and they, and they had you're to right. follow up The Art of War. So yep. They had to follow up The Art of War. Um, I think it, it's right before... So not only do they have to follow up The Art of War, but I believe it's right before Multugs 3, or uh, Multugs 2, rather. So it's like, it also came out at like a... I mean, that's, that's a tough spot to put, to put these guys in. Right after Bones, like, big 97 release, double disc, right before highly anticipated Mothugs Part 2. Yeah, and, and this is also the peak of Master P's No Limit also. So, you know, there's all those Master P albums dropping week after week, so I'm like trying to keep up with No Limit, trying to keep up with Bone. And not only that, the True True came, and then Poetic Hustlers came, and of course you had Art of War still going. And at the, 97 had just so much going on. 98 had so much going on. Ghetto D. So there was a lot to choose from. But I know Weekend Buzz caught a lot, and I've been saying Intro and Insanity, I wish that was like a 10-minute posse cut with everybody on it because I could just play that one on loop over and over again. Yeah. And it, it was great. It's a, um, I loved it too because it, it felt like Bone, but it, it didn't sound like Bone. So, you know, it, it had that Cleveland, you know, Ohio feeling and – Hey, great. I think it's the best affiliate album of, of all time. And that Time Will Reveal acoustic one, and, you know, learning later on that that was Romeo Antonio playing that, um, you know, I, I really love that Time Will Reveal acoustic, especially Tony Cone's verse. Um, Tony, uh, so, yeah. No, I, if you haven't heard Poetic Hustlers, Charles and Tribulation album, and I'm pretty sure there's some of you that may have never heard it, find a way to listen to it. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. You're missing out if oh. you haven't heard it. Yeah, if you're if you're a Bone fan and for some reason you haven't heard Trials and Tribulations by the Poetic Hustlers, that's that's a that's a must have. Even the cover did. How did you feel like the first time you saw the cover? Like, was it was that like strange that, to you, or was it just like whatever because yeah. you've seen so much Wild Bone shit at that well, point? And it, yeah, well, and there was. I kind of like the the single album cover better than the one that they came out with for the actual album, but it, it like I felt like the paper that it was printed on or the stock of it something felt like lower quality. Uh, the 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 jewel case it was just kind of a bland jewel case. Uh, the, the cover was kind of strange, but I liked it. I liked it because it was so weird. So that's how how do yeah. you feel about it? I, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was cool. You know, you got the, the three members and, you know, one was floating like an angel. And I, I think, like, Mohart was, like, falling into, like, the fucking ground or, like, 
hell or something. And Tony Tones there, like, pulling him up out, if, if I remember correctly. It's, like, the middle of Ohio. And, and just, like, uh, I, just, I just thought it was cool. You know, I, it was it was Mel Thug shit. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was... You know, it was I cool had... A, I, I think I had, like, a, I think I had a hand-me-down of... I, I, because getting some of these Mothug albums was hard to do in Florida, right? It, they didn't have as wide of a distribution. And I think I, I think the only way I was able to get it was from a used store. Like, I could never find it new in a store. So I think maybe my uh, opinion of the, the quality of the case, because I remember the case was just kind of clouded up from use. So I think that's that's why my understanding of it was as such. But nonetheless, it didn't matter uh, – it's what's on the disc that counts, and what's on the disc worked for me. Yeah, great, great disc. That was the question of the day. What is the best affiliate album ever? You can go as far back and as far forward as you want. It's just got to be a affiliate album that happened on one of the affiliate labels. Let us know what you think the best one was in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with a bone fan that you love. We're out. That one lasted longer than I thought it would. Well, yeah, it's cool. But it was good. It was good. It was good. Next, I needed to say that. This this next one's good. I, I think this is going to make people talk. I, yeah, I don't have much to say about this one, so I'm just going to, I'm going to just kind of, that's okay. Once I say like some of the stuff that I'm gonna say, I, I think it's gonna provoke thought from you because you know the easy e death row shit, right? Um. So I, I think it will, and if it doesn't, that's alright too. You know what I mean? Like it'll be a simple conversation. So okay, three. Oh shit. Three. Two, one. What's up, y'all? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with, of course, the one and only... Oh, this is John Lippy. And this is your bone question of the day. And this today is a question that I ask all the time. And, and John just never really talks to me about this. So this is finally my way to put him on the spot. It's even a two-parter today. The two-part question. You ready? Ready. Bring it on. Beat me up. Today, I want to know, was the first Busy Bone verse on the song Strictly For My Grind a diss to death row? And do you believe that it was a reference track that was written and recorded for the late great EVE. And I'm going to say this, this isn't even the first, second, or even third time he's asked me this before, and, and I've I've always just kind of shoved it off, and I'm going to try to shove it off again, but i I got a few things to say on it. Um, hey, I, I, I can tell you why I, I, I'm, I'm asking this first, if you, if you want me to do that, because I, I got the ammo in the chamber. Okay, lay it on me, lay it on me. Okay, so so we know this song to be you know, relatively unreleased. I mean, I think it's on that Boss Hog fucking grind or whatever the fuck, you know. Um, Boss Hog Outlaw, some shit like that. I think it was like Space Hog, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. 
So, and, and I know that this song, like, no one heard this song for a long time, and then it was all the way, you know, it's all of a sudden now. So, on it, you got two Busy Bone verses. Okay, that alone, maybe that's not enough to just, like, go whatever. It is strange that Busy Bone raps pretty fucking different on each verse. And you got a Flesh and Bone verse, and you got a Crazy Bone verse, and you got a Lazy Bone verse. So, you got verses by them all. You got verses by them all, but you got two busy bone verses and in the first busy bone verse he says interesting things like sipping on gin fuck juice Mm. Mm. and then he also says easy e on that gank move and in the way he says it it sounds like he's talking about himself when he raps Mm. it it doesn't sound like he's talking about Easy E. It sounds like he's proclaiming it, like Easy E on that gank move. Okay. Um, there's also, let's see. Oh, he goes, no need to bow. We say fuck you now. You know, bow down. That um, was Westside Connection, right? So, Westside Connection. Oh, I, I guess. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. I never okay. thought about what. With label Westside Connections on, but yeah. Well, although Ice Cube, yeah, I don't know. That's true. I, I guess he wouldn't have, well, no, because he, he could have been doing that, right? Well, was Bow Down, when, when did Bow Down come out? I'm saying 95, but I could be wrong. But I do remember me and 808 Pimp bumping Bow Down when we come to your town. Let's take a look. Okay. But it, might, it might have been 96. Bow, Bow Down came out October of 96. So, I, yeah, I would say that, that, see, okay, so that part we're going to say isn't about them. Um, but with those things, and picture the way Busy's rapping this verse, and, and now try to picture Easy rapping it. Now, the only thing that I'll say that kind of throws this off is he says at the end, uh, flip the script, flip a little rip, and set trick. And, of course, the, the rip part, you know, he's a little rip stuff. So that sounds like he could possibly be talking about Busy Bone. But the rest of it, if you picture Easy E rapping this and, and think about it, it's it's a bone song. We it's 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 dated for that ninety four, ninety five time period. Um all the bone numbers are on it. It wouldn't have made sense to give Busy Bone two verses back then. This is this is early on, you know that that shit wouldn't be weird or unheard of now. Back then, that would have been very weird and unheard of. You got a couple jabs at you know Death Row, at least one, uh, and it and it's it's known. Easy E can write his shit. Uh, the DOC had had written verses for him before even reference tracks. So when I listen to that first busy verse and then I listen to the second busy verse, which definitely sounds busy bonish, I think this first verse was made for the one and only Easy E. Yeah. Yeah, I'd 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 agree with it, especially, you know, knowing that Tretch did did the uh, a lot of ghostwriting for Easy E on fifty one fifty, uh especially on Only If You Want It. You could definitely tell Trudge did that. 
And yeah, you know, now that you bring up that uh, easy E on that gank move, I, I I remember thinking in the back of my mind, like easy E. Wait a minute, you're busy bone. So yeah, I could I could buy that. Yeah. He proclaims it like it's it's proclaimed like that, and 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 again. It sounds like busy, like you can take it as a busy verse, but in your mind, if you picture easy saying, yo, busy, yo, write, write me something cold, and busy just wrote that, he, you know, he, he was new to it. So, so he would have written it with easy in, in mind, but he really only knew how to rap as busy. So it's still going to have those busy elements. And I also base this off that new clip. If you listen to that Mr. Bill Collector, easy e clip that's out there easy e cpt like he he's rapping like bone that that wasn't an easy e's fucking arsenal bone obviously had some help you know inputted there so if if you can look at mr bill collector from that mindset of that that wasn't really easy e style uh and and realize that bone must have assisted him and the thought of busy bone making that first verse uh, makes sense, and it would make sense that it was a, a little jabs towards death row. Because it's, it's, it's easy saying it, not busy. And with, with reference tracks, this, uh, this just made me think of this. It's, it's not bone-related, but it is kind of... When I spoke to Mr. Servon on the phone all those years ago, he told me that he did the reference track from About It by Master P. And he said that Master P just rapped over his reference track and it became like one of the biggest No Limit tracks of all time. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what Mr. Servon told me on the phone. Um, and I mean, so, you know. it, it, it's highly known that a lot, a lot of the big moguls, Puff Daddy, Dr. Dre, Easy e Master P, that they... Dr. Dre, they have people that, that write a lot of shit for them. A lot of verses get written for these guys, almost like their star power is bigger. It, it, it's almost like, wow, my star power exceeded my mic talent. So they, they needed somebody to, to do that. Like, think of Easy e we, we talked about this, Easy e on Neighborhood Sniper. It's like, what the fuck? what's happening you know yeah yeah, you didn't you didn't want to hear that like that you know and and that almost sounded like easy e just making his own his own effort at yeah it was so bad it was good like (laughs) the first time you hear it i'm like oh this is really bad but then like when you get over how bad it is you're like wow it's so bad that it's actually good in a weird (laughs) weird way but yeah now see there's some guys that should have a a ghostwriter and other guys should be ghostwriting for others. And, and you know, we were talking about Poetic Custles the other day, and and I think Boogie Knight's voice is so awesome, but, like, some of his lyrical content, I kind of wish he had a, a ghostwriter because I think he would have become, he, he might have become as big as Bone, in my opinion. I, I mean, it's just a what-if hypothetical. But some guys, you wish they had a ghostwriter, and other guys, you're like, wow, good thing. Like in the case of Eazy-E, uh, every time he's been ghostwritten for, it's turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. So, um, that, that, that's what I think. I'm, I'm glad to see that we were finally able to talk about this, and, and maybe I was just able to sway it just a little bit in your mind. Uh, 
that that this is that this is possible. People believe that that song uh, was going to end up on Eternal. It, it sounds more creeping on a come up to me. Um, but either way, I think that shit was for easy motherfucking E, and it just didn't get. You know, he he didn't end up recording it, and and that's the way it sat. So that is your bone question of the day today, guys. Was the first verse by Busy on Strictly for My Grind a diss to death row? And was it a reference track that was written and recorded for the one and only Easy e Drop your Drop your answer in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with another Bone fan, and we'll catch you next time. That was a good one. I think people will talk about that. Yep. Yep. I agree. That was. Okay. Uh, the next one's a can't give it up question. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really don't know. I've never like, I mean, I didn't really even write a note to myself on that. Um, so I'm just going to kind of bullshit a little bit and then you could say what you want to say about that. Um, If you want. I don't know if you want to link. Do you want to link the lyrics? Oh, I mean, look at him real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I never really studied the. I, I don't think I. Can. They're the fir- they're the first two verses. Um, a, lo- a lot of people say Crazy Bone. I think Crazy Bones even said that his verse isn't about busy in the past, that it's about mo thugs, uh, and and they're able to chop that up to him saying our family reunion turned into a family crisis. Uh, but but. I just, I think that's just the cover. I think these two guys were trying to shit on each other. So I just sent you the lyrics, and if you just, yeah, I'm looking uh, at them right now. I was never on some solo shit. I don't remember what song it is, but do you remember when Fizzy uh, goes, "Where to love that bone thug"? I always thought that was so hard when he did that. Brand new. I always been with God, but it's God with you. It's, it's, uh, before I go to jail. Dog. When he did that, I was like, yo, that's hard as fuck. Because like, they were so, like, reading between the lines and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, what we're about to talk about, can't give it up. But, like, when he was just straight up, wait, I love that, bone thug. I was like, oh, yeah. Tell him, busy. <laughs> shit was good. Right, yeah, I got, I got enough to say about the. Uh, I got enough to say about it. I mean, the, the okay. snake in the grass is that Tamika? I mean, who's the snake in the grass? He's always talking yeah. about a motherfucking snake in the grass. Yeah, always. <laughs> he does in this one too. Yeah, we actually got to find that out because uh, uh, you've heard about the snake in the grass a lot, right? Yeah, of course, all the time. Who, who has anybody asked that? No, I don't think so. We was taken by the snake in the grass. Is Busy's verse second or third or one? Yeah, Busy's second. They're like back okay. to back. That's like what even makes us more than being back to back. So, okay, we'll jump into it. Three, two, one. Yo, it is Cecil West beyond the harmony with the one and only John Lippy. The question of the day. We got a question today. The last bunch of days, 
we, we've talked about a lot of cool stuff and somehow repeatedly during the previous questions of the day, the song can't give it up has come up. So I decided I'm just going to have a can't give it up question for you, Johnny. Do you think that crazy bone and busy bone are talking about each other in their verses that can't give it up? I think they're talking about a myriad of things. Um, I think by the time Can't Give It Up came out, I was kind of bored with this whole, you know, unity thing because, like, the Resurrection video came out first and they keep saying, hey, why y'all said Bone broke up? And I'm thinking, well, because you guys dropped some solo albums. That's why. I mean, and then, and then I was like, but they also always said that it's always Bone. So then when they were trying to tell us that they didn't break up, I'm like, okay, I, I, I really didn't think you guys broke up in the first place. And then by the time Can't Give It Up came up, I thought it was just kind of like, if, if, I don't think he was talking smack to Busy. I think he, if, if he was talking about Busy, I think he was trying to, at the time period, assess the situation saying, yeah, you know, we're kind of in a bad situation, but it's the hand we got. We got to make it work. So could you please show up and help us do our jobs, I think. But I could be wrong. I just felt like he was just kind of assessing the situation. I felt like the whole song was kind of just a collection of all the trials and tribulations they had gone through business-wise and where they were at at that point. He, he was definitely saying that about Busy, like, because he, he outright said it, like, on Gemini on I Remember. You know what I mean? Like, like he he just he he openly says, you know, I, I was never mad at you. I was I was mad at you running out on the band. Um, the can't give it up versus, I mean, it's it's a weird time in in Bone and uh, even the even the chorus, you know, even the chorus could be a little like finger pointy. I, I guess at busy at that time. Um, I can't remember now. I if it was a interview or what, but I, I remember somewhere hearing busy or, or excuse me, uh, hearing or reading that crazy says that his verse is about Malthus, which is which gives it a completely different spin if you think of it that way, and and he does end the verse with now our family reunions and turned into a family crisis, which could definitely be, you know referencing that the multi family reunion. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in Crazy Bones verse that sounds like it's pushing at crazy or at busy. Now, you take you take all that and say, nope, it's multi's. Okay, fair. He's not talking about busy, it's multi's. Next verse, busy bone. Busy bone starts his verse with I was never on some solo shit. First, first words out of his mouth. I was never on some solo shit. I was always down to roll and blow a fucking head off. Okay. Um, so, so I don't know. You know, you, you want to think at that time because it was the resurrection, right? So, at, at that time, you want to think they they were pretty unified for for that moment. Um, it's like they're always sending mixed signals in my opinion when it comes to these breakups to makeups it's like all right already you know think about how long that this particular topic has been drugged out 
I'm like, all right, sweet. Are, are you got, at this point, I mean, I don't even care because I kind of like your solo careers, right? And I'm like, if you guys want to get together, make an album, cool, but don't make it about getting back together, right? So, and it was always a mixed signal where, where it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're together, and then we're not, and then we are, and we're not. You know? It's always been pretty subliminal. You know, like, Bone, Bone as, like, rappers, they, they've always been pretty subliminal. Like, even when they were, like, dissing do or die and twisting them, like, you know, it was never, like, a just openly said thing. And, and it was almost like they wanted to talk about each other in these songs. And and I'm not just talking this one specifically, but it's almost like they wanted to, like, talk about it and be able to talk about the Bones situation, but they didn't want the other Bones to know I'm talking about you in this song. And they didn't want to say it out loud to the fans, like, yes, I'm talking about Busy. But then it was, like, the turn of the head and, and the hand goes up over the mouth, like, but you know I'm talking about Busy, though, right? Uh, <laughs> so it was... That's always the feeling I got. I think this one is a is a coin toss. Crazy could what? definitely be talking about mo thugs in it, but he could definitely be talking about busy bone as well. Well, the the chorus too. I just wanted to mention that I, I think I even wrote about it in one of my books. But that chorus always I, there's there's a definitely a deep spiritual value to it. Um, it's almost you know the card game gin rummy. You got to give up a card to get something. So there's always something you got to give up, up, up to get everything you want. And sometimes you got to give up something you don't want to give up to get. You know, sometimes you got to move to a job and leave your family behind. Or, you know, there's, there's always something you got to give up. And there's something to that. And it's even in, it's built into the fabric of science of, you know, uh, you can't create or destroy matter, but you sometimes have to light a match. You get the fire, but then you get the ashes. There's a relativity to everything. So I don't know if they intended it to be that deep, but I've always, every time I've heard that chorus, I, I, I just kind of like go into my own dimension thinking of the pros and cons of everything, the things I've had to sacrifice to get the things that I either wanted or needed. So I, I always appreciated the deepness of can't give it up. I'm I'm gonna say too. <clears throat> Crazy Bone says in his verse, "We all hard as one, but together we raw." And then a hater that can fuck with that. I just censored that, by the way. Um, we all hard as one, which makes it sound like he's talking about like as a unit. But then he says, "But together we raw." So we all hard as one. One meaning singular. Like we all hard as one solo. I don't think he's talking about Mothugs there. There's too many Mothugs to talk about. Uh, but together we raw and ain't a hater that can fuck with that. Y'all hard as one, but together we raw. And then Dizzy starts his verse with, I was never on some solo shit. Almost right. like crazy's like trying to acknowledge like, yo, Busy, I, I give you your props. Nice solo but we the best together. And Busy follows up with, bro, I, I never even gave a fuck about that solo shit. All I cared about was Bone Thugs, but I had to do the solo shit. You know the situation. That, that's well, kind of how I take little shit like that. Well, and, and, you know, and I could see what he was saying because I guess it was perceived that, you know, maybe he he thought he was bigger than the group. So, but that, but as we learned, it was it was on some business tip and bad contracts and, and busy figuring it out before the rest of the guys. The rest of the guys figured it out later on. He was just a little ahead of the game, just like Ice Cube. 
you know, the parallels between Bone and NWA. Ice Cube figured it out at the beginning, left, and it wasn't to be on some solo tip. It was just that he, you know, Ice Cube didn't feel like he was getting his end of the bargain uh, as far as the efforts that he put in. He was doing all the writing, performing. So, and same with Busy. You know, he he probably just, he just didn't feel, from what we understand, is he didn't think the contracts were good or he was getting his end of the deal. And so I guess he's saying, look, it's not that I'm on some solo tip. Same with Ice Cube. It was just, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do when the money's not right. I, I will say, too, like, for crazy to say that verse is about, you know, Mo Thugs and, and he's like our family reunion turned into a family crisis. Everything we was dissolved. Like, he's very dismissive of it. You know, Lazy Bone, when Lazy Bone's uh, verse kicks in, he, he says some shit like, you know, you'll be blinded by the size of Mo Thugs or some shit. Uh, you know, almost, almost given the opposite, which I guess makes sense. You know, he he, he stayed mighty, mighty Mo Thug for a long time. Um, but that that's the opposite impression if Crazy Bones' verse is indeed about Mo Thugs. Well, and that last so, line is telling, though. That family reunion turned into a family crisis. That there's at least a part of that is about Mo Thugs, and then you know, you break it down, and you're like, all right, who's this snake in the grass? Because this isn't the first or the last time Crazy Bone referenced the snake in the grass, and then even says he got inside us like a virus. So a, a he, he, I mean, I guess it's the devil, but I, I don't know. I, I, there may be some guy out there that screwed up the whole Mo Thugs thing. So now, I, I, now beyond the harmony, we got to find out what this snake in the grass is all about. You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, in short, it could be the family reunion. You know, they could be talking about family reunion. He could be talking about art of war. Um, you know, just just because the album was specifically called family reunion doesn't maybe prevent them from labeling other things. So, so I don't know. That's that's the only line that you, I guess you could specifically say. And like I said. Uh, we all hard as one, but together we raw. I was never on some solo shit. There's there's things that could could say either. I, I guess we're undecided. That leaves us definitely wanting to know what you guys think about this. Once again, your question of the day, do you think Crazy Bone and Busy Bone are talking about each other on the track? Can't give it up. Make sure you leave your comment below and let us know what you think. Don't forget, like, subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with your favorite Bone Thug band, and we'll catch you next time. I like that we didn't have a definitive answer. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Um, Okay, this is a good one. Are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Yo, what's up, Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with my right-hand man, the one and only, John Lippy. And the crowd goes wild. It is your bone question of the day. And today, I got a simple one. This may be the most simple question that I've asked so far, but it's going to divide the fans down the middle. Would you rather hear the thuggish ruggish or the harmony? And I've always said I am the most bitch-ass bone fan in the world. I I would take the harmony all day over the thuggish ruggish. In fact, 
I wouldn't mind if they just became harmony. <laughs> That's it. I've been I've been asking for them to 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 go harmony for years, and I thought they were gonna do it. I thought I had them. I thought I had them, especially you know seeing the music video Crazy Bone and Mariah Carey um, from from Thug Mentality '99, the one uh, the Willy Wonka track. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh yes, I'm getting what I want here. We're getting there, and all good. It was a very R&B-ish type track. Um, and it's not that I don't like the Thuggish Ruggish tracks. It's just that at this point, and, and I, I was even there 10 years ago. I was like, I have a, a very large collection of the Ruggish, Thuggish, Ruggish, uh, hardcore rap bone tracks. I'd like to have, I, I'd like to see Crazy Bone come out with an album called Anthony Henderson <laughs> and, uh, and just have it be everything but rap. Uh, the only disappointment I had with New Waves was that it wasn't new waves enough for me? I, I was going into it. I was thinking, oh, I think I might get, I think I might get what I've always been looking for, and it was almost there. But it, like, if the whole album was like bottle service, oh my goodness, that would have been beautiful. So yeah, uh, and that that you know when Lazy Bone did, uh, your love don't make no sense to me with, with Levert, no sense. I, I was like, hey, how come Lazy Bone just had that 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 quick beginning? I, you know, why didn't he get a whole uh, a whole verse? But um. Yeah, that's why I said teach you, Mariah Carey. Anytime they do tracks with those guys with, or and girls, that's what I want. I want the harmony only because I got my fill. I have my fill. I'm a I'm a big 39 year old. I, I'm will, I'm ready for the next the next uh, exploration by Bone. It, it's hilarious to me. I I remember days back you picking like creeping on a come up or eternal. It was like your favorite album. And I think it was like creeping on a come up would be if it was longer, which was all thuggish eruption, <laughs> like almost no harmony on that shit whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's my favorite album. I think the question at the time was what's your favorite album? And I was like, well, creep Cause I really don't know. Like the harmony was never fully realized. Right. Whereas the thuggish ruggish was, and to this day, it's the, the harmony part, just all the way harmony hasn't been fully realized. So I, I, I you think know. you should you should make the playlist like the, the ultimate harmony like album. Pick like oh, eighteen yeah. songs. We we might we might have to make the ultimate harmony on a and, on a future. And, and I want to I want to clarify too. Like I, I really don't want R and B harmony. I, but uh, like my favorite kind of song is one is Crazy Bones so hard to let go. Like that kind of that that's what I mean when I say harmony. Or like Days of Our Lives. Like you, you must like like Days of Our Lives. Like that. Yeah, time. like see that that one like that's like too harmony. Like that's so yeah, it's not really qualified. That, that's I really don't want them to go R and B. I want them to go just pure experimental. So like tracks like Murder uh Murder Mo and Mo Murder from like when Crazy did Mo Murder on the Mo Thugs album, I was like, Yes, because it wasn't rap. It was something I had never experienced before. I guess really, okay. when, I, when I say harmony, I don't necessarily mean R&B, although I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I don't mean that. I just mean anything but rap. So like straight more, and more, sing. Say what? I, I, I was going to say more more of that, like, I mean, I, I hate to say it like this, but it's that, that bone harmony. Like, did, did you ever hear them sing that? Uh, Hydro? Yes. Yeah. 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 Now I love that too. I love that too. Like I wish. Like the funny thing is, nobody says, "Hey, where's that song?" Because we see them. They're in a studio with microphones, right? (laughs) So that had to have been recorded. But where is that recording? 
Oh my God! I don't know. I want to hear it though. I've only yeah. heard that, heard heard that, and heard like years later, like Busy and Lazy sing it together, and they and they sing it really like different compared to like the first time they sang it. I, I don't like it as much, but I still like it. And, um, and when I say creeping, that's what I when I when I say creeping out of come up, I'm pretty sure that was recorded during that time period, and that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is that is that vibe of them just. You know, guys sitting around a, 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 a trash can uh, to, to keep themselves warm and just singing songs. When I say okay. creeping on the come up, that's what I think about. I mean, that's not how the album is, but in my mind, that's what it is. And, you know, the that's intro, not that. Yeah, yeah no. the intro, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I wish the whole thing was like that. Now, the Mr. Ouija, not that I don't, you know, not, not so much the, the subject matter, but just that one's too repetitive for me. I know a lot of people like that, well, right about murder, baby, now, but... That's like too repetitive. I like stuff that builds, like neighborhood slang. How that's a, it's got an orchestra kind of, and it builds. I like things that build and have music to it. And that's why, you know, when Romeo was talking about how Crazy Bone inherently understands music, I think that's what I've always been after. And I think that's why I say the harmony because I want more of a, a musical experience than a rap experience. That's why I'm a, a lifetime Bone Thugs and Harmony fan is because. You know, DJ Unique, his instrumentals build, they're not just loops, and they have multiple layers. And I noticed that the other day. I forgot what song I was listening to, but, oh, it was, uh, I think it was Trey the Truth with Crazy Bone. When you have an instrumental that has multiple layers to the instrumental, that's, that's kind of what that, that hypnotic, oral, celestial sound that I'm looking for. And, and Unique provided that, and there's been a couple other producers that work with that know how to get that that sound and that's that's what i'm saying is i want a full musical experience versus a hip-hop rap experience yeah i i mean that's you know that's what makes bone unique um and and i like how you kind of know the difference between like the bone harmony and the r&b harmony where they get straight r&b um which i you know i like some of that as well uh but but i do like that you kind of like like the difference between the full R&B and just like what's considered bone harmony. Uh, me, on the other hand, I just want neck pens, sawed off eruptions, got plenty of ammunition, ammunition no missing, listen, destruction, I'm busting, because I got to get away, time to get away. Yo, that's all I want. Neck pens, sawed off eruptions, plenty of ammunition, no missing. That's what I want. Uh, I, I, I love, and, and it's not, and and it may even be what I guess people consider the first two, maybe three, maybe Art of War is in there too. But there's there's something about the thuggish ruggish on Eternal. Prepping we came down seventy one, East nineteen ninety nine. There is something so fucking hardcore about that shit that I'm just like, dude. You you can see why nobody wanted to fuck a bone back then because there there was a lot of hard gangster shit you know there's a lot of hard gangster shit especially in that time period ninety three ninety four ninety five ninety six that's hard gangster shit but like dude bone bone is hard as fuck bro like I I you almost understand why nobody wanted to like get involved with bone because they were like. Uh, Besides the Ouija shit, which I think also kind of made people say, just fuck these motherfuckers. Um, just, just the pure, like, 
delivery of of some of these lines is is is, is unheard of. I mean, it's like I don't want to put put them on like Pac level in that way because because I'm not I'm not trying to offend the Pac fans, but like the 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 conviction behind some of the the, the verses during that that thuggish ruggish era um, is is fucking insane to me. Uh, I know a lot of people love like the I don't I don't know have you ever heard like the original Bound seventy one like not yeah. the eternal version yeah but it just didn't have the engineering I heard like a like it was like a a cutter pre release kind of sound yeah it's a different beat and shit and uh, oh yeah burn out now 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 yeah yeah it's it's pretty different um but like I I, I love like even like the corny weapon sound effects in in that shit the the fucking court scene, yeah, at the, at the beginning. Oh man, you shit. Yeah. Oh, bitch, so, you get out here with your the. Uh, but now, when I say harmony too, you know, Mr. Bill Collector would qualify as a harmony track to me. You know, so like it's not all the way, bitch. So, like Mr. Bill Collector, even um like Busy's uh, verse, I think on um, Crept and We Came, that's harmony to me. You know, so long as it's just not, uh, so long as it's just not rap. You know, like I like, I mean, I like the rap songs. Look, I mean, obviously I do, but I'm just saying it's it's the originations. Anytime they break the rules, anytime they do something that's outside of the ordinary, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I like. So yeah, that's so. Hey, have have fun with the answers, guys. The good news is, if you answer this, nobody's gonna come to your house and steal all the other bone songs that you that uh, were on the other list. You're still going to be able to listen to everything. So have a little bit of fun with your answer. We just want to know, would you rather hear the thuggish ruggish or the harmony? I picked that thuggish eruption. Lippy picked that harmony. Let us know what you pick in the comments below. Don't forget, like and subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with one of your favorite Bone fans out there so they can answer too, and we'll catch you guys next time. It's cool. I think I think that'll make people talk. Yeah, this is definitely, and 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 I fully embrace the hate that I'm going to get on that. But that's fine. And I think what I did yeah, was open the door. I, I opened the door for other people to to, to admit it. <laughs> I, I I said in the previous one that fucking is the most underrated bone album of all time. So <laughs> bring the hate on. <laughs> so this yeah. this next one's just like a. a question i like this one too so i think this will give us another chance to talk about new waves too yep three two one yo yo once again cecil west beyond the harmony with my right hand man the one and only chicka 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 j la j la john this is your bone question of the day this one this one's a little weird. This one, you can't even give a real answer. There's a real answer out there, and I'm sure we'll find it out. But I want to know your theory on why was Still Creeping on a Come Up by Bone Thugs and not the Bone Brothers? And before anybody answers the question, I know some people may say, well, hey, they just released it on a different label or something, and they couldn't call it Bone Brothers. Just so you guys know, Bone Brothers 2, Bone Brothers 3, and Still Creeping on a Come Up 
We're all released through Real Talk Entertainment. So why then would that have been Bone Thugs, not Bone Brothers, even though it was just busy and lazy? And it was released pretty fucking close, I'm, I'm pretty sure, to Bone Brothers 3. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't realize Real Talk Entertainment did all those. Real Talk has released so many Bone albums. It's incredible. We're going to have to investigate how that happened. Uh, but I'm guessing that the Bone Brothers were kind of like verses slapped together in a compilation and still creeping on a come up. It sounds like they actually got together and recorded that one. And it sounds like they had a full engineering staff because I'll say this, while, while lyrically I don't really like Still Creeping on a Come Up, musically, I'm, I'm impressed with, with Still Creeping on a Come Up. It felt like the, at least the music was there, and, you know, if, if not the effort on, on the rapping. But, but Still Creeping on a Come Up, does, it, it's, it's a real release, whereas the Bone Brothers to me kind of felt like there's always some kind of backstory to that or somebody slapped together some ver- And I could be wrong. Because Bone Brothers did have the Hip Hop Baby, right? Hip Hop Baby came out on Bone the Brothers. First, the first Bone Brothers, without question, they recorded. I mean, that is a bona fide, real. That that's a real project. They put that out on Koch. Uh, that's a real thing that Busy and Lazy did together. I mean, multiple, at least Hip Hop Baby, uh, they had a video for. I think they might have had another video. Um, I guess not. Hip Hop Baby must have been the only one for that. But that that was a real thing. They put that out on all, uh, on Koch. Now, anyway, I, I got another theory. I got another. I got another theory too. Is that I think it maybe you know they did Bone Brothers probably to get away with it, and then they probably theorized like, hey, you know, maybe maybe it just dawned on them that they could just shorten Bone Thugs and Harmony to just Bone Thugs and and test that out, and they got away with that too. Th- those, those are my two theories, and so. I, <laughs> I can kind of get with the theory, and and I don't know for sure, but people have told me that Bone Brothers 2 is kind of made up of just like, is it two two of their solo albums? And they I, they re-recorded yeah. verses and just made them one song. Is that the deal with that one? I had Bone Brothers 1, and I didn't, and I bought Still Creeping on a Come Up, and I was like, I'm just going to wait till they get the N Harmony back in their name. <laughs> I skipped out on two, three, and four, and the so, three bona fide albums as well. So yeah, so I don't, I don't know for sure the deal on Bone Brothers. If anybody, if if anybody really, really knows, feel free. But if memory serves me, um, I, I thought maybe that those were like, like I said, Lazy Bone took verses from a solo, Busy Bone took verses from a solo, and they re-recorded them. But but maybe I'm completely wrong. I know Bone Brothers 3 definitely had some, like, rehash shit on it. Uh, yeah, I remember hearing, like, one of them was just, like, a repeat of, of the previous one. And then what's even more outlandish is that there's a Best of Bone Brothers. <laughs> there's a Best of Bone Brothers. i got to check that out just to see what the best of those four albums could possibly be. I, I know... Um, what, was, what was Roller Coaster on? I know, I know it's on Bone Brothers 3. It's, I think it's on every one. Roller Coaster seemed to be on every release at that, at that time period. They loved that track. For yeah, I, don't, I don't see it on Bone Brothers 2. I thought, was it on? No, it wasn't on Bone Brothers 1. Um, I, it does strike me as a Bone Brothers 3 kind of single for whatever reason. Because I think they when that came that out. Song. 
but but Bone Brothers Three also had the struggle on it, you know, Crazy Bone and Wishbone, PD Pablo. Uh, so there there's them just taking something from the vault, like, hey, let's, let's throw this fucking thing on there. Um, now I will say, in looking, it looks like it says Sickness.net released Bone Brothers Three, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that Real Talk Entertainment released Bone Brothers Three. Uh, I also know that Sickness.net released Bone Brothers 4, and, like, Lazy and Busy both kind of spoke out against Bone Brothers 4. Now, Bone Brothers 3, and Still Creeping on a Come Up, those both came out in 2008. Now, why they called it Bone Thugs, okay, I don't know. I thought for sure Bone Brothers was going to become a thing that was more than Busy and Lazy. I thought we might see crazy and fresh bone brothers i thought we may see wish and crazy bone brothers uh i i even thought that busy and and crazy were going to be bone brothers and then out of nowhere it was bone thugs and i thought okay well they're calling it creeping on a come up still creeping on a come up that that must be why right like that that must be why they're they're doing it like that um but but I have no idea. I don't even have uh a theory the way that you do. Yeah, I was just throwing stuff out there and, and in addition to the Bone Brothers albums, there's three bona fide albums. Bonafide. I, I asked uh Busy about them and he had no idea that there were even were three bona fide albums out there. And they do those, what were those, like high-power releases or something? Yeah, I, I, I don't even I haven't heard any of them. I, I didn't even know about them until, like, a couple of years ago. And That's a weird time it, for them, too, all the all the high-power releases they did with, like, Mr. Capone. Uh, it, it, think about Busy made an album with Badass. <laughs> like, that's, I listened to the album at one point, and... It's just like mind blowing to me. Look, was it Badass? Yeah, it was Badass, right? Yeah. And did he do an album with Corrupt? No, Badass from yeah. Busy Bone and Badass made an album together. Thug, it's called like yeah, Thug Pound or something. Yeah, they did a lot of weird, weird shit. I, I, you know, I like when they do those little crossovers. Like, it's weird. So I don't give a fuck really that they Busy's got an album with a member of Do or Die. You know, Bug Pound, The Outlaws, Collabs. Like, like I don't really want to listen to those, to be honest. But I love that they all get made. Like, I love the like the idea behind all those. Yeah, yeah no, I love the idea too. It's it's like these things just happen, and when there's no marketing behind them, or you maybe they were in California, but like I, I'm hearing, I'm finding, I find these albums like years after the fact, and I'm like, how did I never hear about Busy Bone and Badass making an album together, or? Or Lazy Bone and AK from Do or Die, that should have been a big deal. And they, they all come out at the wrong time too. Like the time for an Outlaws Bone Thugs album was, you know, yeah. in the fucking late late. If, if they would have done that in the late nineties, uh, yeah, you know, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I, I have no real guess why they why they did it as Bone Thugs. Even even Otter, I thought for sure that like New Waves like. So weird that that got called Bone Thugs because I'm like, ah, yeah. You know, on 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 paper, this is like, if Bone Thugs is its own fucking thing, like, 
if, if Bone Thugs is his own motherfucking thing, <laughs> this is their oh, first right. release then, not New Waves. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bone Thugs have two albums, Still Creeping On and Come Up and New Waves. And then, but then, and the problem there is because if the answer is okay, when it's two guys, it's Bone Thugs. It's like, okay, well, then what's Bone Brothers? Just busy and lazy. But Bone Thugs at the time was just busy and lazy, too. And I think that's the, the origin of this question. It's like, all right, I get it. Busy and lazy are Bone Brothers, and they may feature Crazy Bone. But then, then they come out with Bone Thugs, and you're like, okay, so you guys are Bone Brothers, Bone Thugs. I don't get it. What, what differentiates the Bone Brother albums? from the Bone Thugs album. And I don't know. All I could do is come up with, with theories. How'd that happen? I don't know either. If any of you guys know why Still Creeping On to Come Up was by Bone Thugs and not the Bone Brothers, leave the answer in the comments below. That was your question of the day. Don't forget, like, subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with a fellow Bone fan so they can answer too. And we will catch you next time. It's I like that. When we, don't have, when we don't have answers, it offers the opportunity for people to chime in. Yeah, I like that one too. I like this one too. This one's going to be good too. Three, two, one. Yo, yo, the one and only Cecil West, theharmony.com with my right hand man, John Lippy. I wish I had like a sound effects board so I could drop bombs or gunshots or something when that happens. Today, it is the question of the day. And I got one. This this one, this is going to make the hardcore bone fans just, just, just cover their eyes, plug their ears, and not talk about it. They don't, they don't want to talk about this one. This is the dirty, the dirty secret that everybody hides under their bed. But I want to talk about it. John, how the fuck has Hell's Movie been able to stay relevant for 20 years? And the bigger question is, who is the guy that originated Hell's Movie? Because he made the most famous bootleg of all time. And yeah, Hell's Movie is still talked about to this day. It's still viciously refuted by Bone fans telling you that it's fake. Um, but Hell's Movie has stood the test of time. I mean, it, it's in ways more famous than Heaven's Movie, and I think a lot of people accidentally say Hell's Movie, and I think also that the Hell's Movie part, because, you know, when, when Busy called his album Heaven's Movie, you know, with all the imagery that they had at the time, Heaven was kind because of, I don't think the, cro- the, yeah, the Crossroads had come out at that point, but it was just like, wow, Heaven's Movie, okay. You would have thought it had been Hell's Movie. But I think it's stood the test of time simply because the songs on the album are in the style of busy that the fans wanted to hear. They still want to hear. And it's one of the last times that he kind of did those styles because, you know, one of the things that's not talked about that much is how dramatically his style changed on the gift. And then again on alpha and Omega from heaven's movie and even heaven's movie, his style kind of changed a little bit from the bone albums and it changed, so it changed on Heaven's Movie, changed on The Gift, and again on Alpha and Omega. But if you wanted that original Little Ripsta, uh, vintage Busy Bone, Creeping on a Come Up era, Eternal era, Heaven's Movie era, the only way you could get your fix was to get Hell's Movie. And 
you know, at the time, Heaven's movie was kind of short, and then it was nice to have that Hell's movie. Um, and, and plus, the songs never got released, right? So there's, although recently in 2017, Confessions is kind of like the rebranding of Hell's movie. If you go on, like, I don't know if it's Google Play or iTunes, there's a busy bone album called Confessions, and it's essentially Hell's movie repackaged. So I think it's, it's, it's an assortment of those things, and it's also just the busy fandom of that original busy style. The only place you could really capture that was on Hell's movie, Hell's movie, plus, you know, the, the novelty of it. I mean, when you, look at Hell's, when, when you look at Hell's movie, you can literally compare the, I guess, the, the legacy and the legend of Hell's movie to like the the first handful of of Machiavelli bootlegs, yeah. Um, because the Machiavelli bootlegs have, have done the same thing Hell's Movie has. If you look up Hell's Movie, there's there's multiple track lists because obviously it's a bootleg. You got multiple different album covers, and and you know there's two or three that really come to mind as like the official unofficial Hell's Movie cover. Um, there's there's multiple versions of it. I, as as I remember. And, and, you know, my memory is fucking way out there now. But as, as I remember it coming out in uh, 98, 99 um, online, it, it was one disc. It evolved into two discs. And it, it's very comparable to Machiavelli, the, the bootlegs. And there's not bootlegs that are sustainable the way that one is. And and not only is it sustainable, but this is the fucking crazy thing. I, I know it's a bootleg and it's not real. You know it's a bootleg and it's not real. Busybone will tell you it's a bootleg and it's not real. There are still fans that will debate with you that this is real. In fact, if you Wikipedia the Hell's Movie shit, it starts with, it was the first underground album by Busybone. It was never released. Production was canceled very early on. Very few copies of the album actually exist. And it was said to be the first project by Seven Side Records. That's, that's, every bit of that is a pile of dog shit lies. But, but the legend has built itself to the point that certain fans are like, no, bro, it is real. It, it was sold in record stores in Cleveland. I think there's a there's also like the naughty factor to it. There's the grimy factor to it because all the songs aren't really engineered that well. Um, the forbiddenness to it, and also you know at the time Zelda Three <laughs> was still kind of like a game that I think a lot of Bone fans probably had played in that whole dark world. That there was the light world and the dark world, and then like the other day we were talking about the thuggish ruggish and the harmony. Which do you like? So you get that bifurcation of heaven and hell. Um, so, you know, I think all kinds of different things play into, plus the imagery, you know, I think Hell's Movie in theory is probably what the fans, you know, the, the title and the concept, I think the dark bone fans of the Ouija era probably wanted and desired something called Hell's Movie versus Heaven's Movie. So th- there's a lot of lure, allure, and lore <laughs> all built into this, this, uh, mystery of Hell's Movie. I think in addition to that too, and and it would be different 
if it was now, but if you think of 1998, the internet is pretty unevolved. Um, in, in fact, like MP3s aren't even really a thing. Like, so, you know, you had to deal with a, a wave file. Um, and if there were MP3s, like it's, it's, it's earlier in that game. And getting all those songs, because what we know now is that Hell's Movie is, you know, it's made up of a lot of features. Those were a lot of busy bone features that he was doing at that time. And then a handful of unreleased tracks uh, as, as well together. But they were all together in one convenient fucking thing. And not only that, Hell's Movie is a more complete project than Heaven's Movie. Right. It, and... and- it, to have them both, if you had them both back then, you know, you think of how incomplete Heaven's movie is, uh, you know, which is unfortunate. We've talked about how unfortunate it is that Heaven's movie is as incomplete as it is. But Hell's movie at that time, especially when they upgraded it to a fucking double disc later on, and when I say they, I have no idea who they are. They are you guys, the, the, the fans. Um it was the most complete way. Now, what's wild is there's no one that stands up and says, hey, guys, I I did that first Hell's movie, or, or hey, guys, I'm, I'm the guy that redid it and made the new cover and made it a double disc, or hey, guys, I'm the one that was selling those bootlegs on eBay back. Nobody in a world of bone where everybody likes to get their, their props. Give me my peas, motherfucker. Everyone wants their props for releasing that song to the internet or releasing that picture to the internet or bringing this first, no one in their right mind stands up and takes credit for Hell's Movie. And you think about the legacy that Hell's Movie has created. I mean, I think Hell's Movie may be responsible for a portion of the fandom that has lasted this long. Because like, if you do like a butterfly effect and you take Hell's Movie out of our timeline... I don't know if Bone lasts as long. It created this whole bootleg culture, the collection of all these unreleased tracks, the pre-releases, um, and and even to the to this day, every album they put out, they end up like leaking a second album. So like the Hell's Movie continues. There was a Hell's Movie for Thug World Order, a Hell's Movie for Strength and Loyalty, a Hell's Movie. It wasn't called Hell's Movie, but you know there was you know the the special delivery. The uh, yeah. the filthy prequel, the prequel, the Unified prequel. So it created this legacy of of a way to release all these uh, unreleased tracks in a way that was forbidden, which which drew you to the to the subject matter. Everybody wanted, everybody denies Hell's Movie, but everybody has heard Hell's Movie. So Nick, it's it's wild because nobody will deny like the Art of War pre-release, you know. And and that's out there. You can download that. That's 10 to 15 tracks or some shit, right? And it's all shit that they didn't want you to hear. It's, that's why they're pre-releases. They didn't put that out. There's more shit on Hell's movie that, that they intended for you to hear, meaning Dizzy and whoever he did the songs with, you know. Uh, there's Some of them are on soundtracks. Like I said, some of them are on other people's albums. And then some of them are truly unreleased. Uh, but there's more stuff on Hell's movie than they, that they wanted you to hear than that pre-release Art of War 
didn't want you to hear any of that shit, uh, or at least, you know, at least ruthless in any way. And that's that's not denied. Um, yeah. like, and, and everybody hates think- Hell's movie. And I think it's underestimated the the demand for Busy Bone that the fans had at the time period, right? So they yeah. and we, we fondly look back on Heaven's movie, but at the time period, you know, there was people that were thrilled with it, but there was also a segment that was kind of like, nah, you know, why, why? They had a lot of questions. It left more questions than than satisfaction. Uh, all I mean, those little people, short songs. All those little short yeah. songs. You know, which yeah, we, we've had that kind of explained now, but I mean, people were fucking pissed off when they bought that, and it was so many little fucking forty-second, minute and a half, whatever they were. Yeah, because because we, you know, the fans really were so fired up to get a full-length Busy Bone solo album. I mean, it was like, yes, we want this solo album, and then when you get it, and there's like snippets on it, you're like, this is going to be the the prized possession of my collection here, you know, and and to have these snippets. It just makes you say, "What? I feel like I didn't get the album." So it was—I mean, it, people were thrilled though about Heaven's movie. But I think what where Heaven's movie left you hanging, I think that's where Hell's movie came in and, and fulfilled the rest of that of that need that people had. Yeah, and and like I said, it put all those tracks together. I mean, I can't remember this. This has to be like the first Bone Bootleg that I remember. Um, you know, to to that level, to the level that, like, they made a fucking, made artwork for it and shit. And I just remember back then, like, wanting a copy, a real copy to place next to my Heavens movie. And it even fit in with it. Heavens movie had that thank yous, you turned it upside down, it had fuck yous. Like, you were like, oh, this this totally makes sense. Like, there'd be a Heavens movie, a Hell's movie. Now, I remember even back then being a smart enough fan to realize that all these songs that we were getting as features, Battle Cry, the one with Silky Fine and Snoop Dogg, um, you know, Thugs and Thievelin. Uh, I was smart enough to know, well, these, these all came from these other people's albums. So, I mean, I even knew back then this isn't real, but you wanted it to be real. And, I mean, you wanted it to be real so bad that there's, there's fans in denial to this day um, that this is this is real. And and I still, I just saw it on eBay, bro. There's somebody on eBay and if you look close, you can tell what a printed out disaster piece of shit it is. And that mm-hmm. guy was still able to sell the shit out of it because it said Hell's Movie on it. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I remember back then thinking, man, I, I wish, I wish Ruthless just saw that there was a demand for this or that, you know, it was a clever idea and capitalized on it. But they never did. Well, guys, that that's that's what we think about Hell's movie. It's the dirty little secret, the skeleton in the bone closet. We want to know why you guys think Hell's movie has been able to stay relevant for the last 20 years and is possibly the most popular bone bootleg of all time. Drop what you think in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with a fellow Bone fan, and we will catch you guys next time. Starting to get a little tuckered out, but I think I could keep going. Yeah, I'm worn on it a little bit. Um, We got 14 of them done right now.
Yeah, if you want to wrap, we could wrap and leave the rest for next, or we, we can keep going, whatever you want. We got two weeks. Uh, I could probably get a couple more out just to make sure we got, because what I'm worried about now is I'm like, well, fuck, man. I was hoping to knock out so many of these so we didn't have to record, like, you know, forever. This is great. It's like we got two weeks worth. A little more than two weeks because we're not going to drop one like when we drop a Mo Monday or a Thug Thursday right. or anything like that. So um, these ones, these next ones are a little more opinion-based, so they're cool. We should be able to get to these next couple. So. All right. Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with my man, John Lippy. Yo, yo. All right. It's the question of the day every single day, almost every single day, dropping that question of the day on you because we want to know what you guys think as well. Today, it's, it's, this one's kind of a, a little bit of opinion, and, and maybe somebody even really knows, but maybe John knows. Today, though, I want to know, why do you think Busy Bone had a solo song on DTNH Resurrection? I really don't know. I would just say that I think the demand for Busy Bone was still there, that people just clamored for Busy, and they you find out that there's a Busy Bone solo track on DTNH Resurrection, even more the reason to buy it. Um, but I'm sure that – I think you had a better theory on why. I can't remember yeah, what I, it was. But yeah, that, I that's, think so. Fuck you, oh, the crazy it. bone is what I think it is. I think it's a fuck you, crazy bone move is what I think. Could be. I, I know you're like, what? Yeah, I think it's a fuck you, the crazy bone, and here's why. I think crazy's busy. You know, he's doing Thug Mentality 99. He's not on Resurrection much. Um, you know, they, they got him to come back for a couple songs, got him to come back for the video, and it was like, you know, cra- crazy was the man, cra- you know. Crazy's like the best in the group. They got Busy Bone back, and Busy's like, I'm the leader now, motherfucker. I'm on the most song. I'm going to have a solo song. I got Because it's a Bone album. It's not a compilation. It's not anything. This is a Bone, Thugs, and Harmony album. And nobody else had solo songs. This isn't like Art of War, where they had a bunch of solo songs. Uh, and if you think of Art of War... They all had solo songs, but Crazy had, like, a bunch of interludes, too, right? Like, Crazy was clearly the man on Art of War. So next up, you got Resurrection, and he's not really involved. And Busy Bone's like, you know what? I'm the man now, bitch. Solo song. Well, you know, and and as you said all that, that made me think of that on Art of War, Busy really didn't have a true solo. The one he had was with Majesty... And then, theoretically, the other was with Silky Fine and Tupac. So, being that Busy didn't really have a solo single, so, not a single, but a solo track on Art of War, which is amazing. You would have thought Busy would have had at least one, especially for the fanfare that was out there for him. Maybe this was him making up for it on Resurrection, because this is like the first album, Bone album, after Art of War. Um, and then that solo track, I wonder if you feel this way. Do you feel like... Uh, One Night Stand is the sequel, like the theoretical, not the real sequel, but the theoretical sequel to On the Freeway. Yeah, it's it's got that same that same kind of vibe. I I like both of those songs for the like the same kind of reason. So so I can fuck with that. And I I will just say too that 
I've never thought that Busy's solo on Art of War was the one that he wanted for a solo. Uh, I always thought that Thug Love was going to be his quote-unquote solo, and it would just have Silky Fine and, and Tupac on it. And that was kind of like his his Busy Bone track. And they were like, nah, this, this has to be Bone Thugs. Um, so I kind of thought that. And then I also thought hey, he was really trying to push, push Majesty and he's probably like pushing, pushing, pushing. Hey, we got all these Multug motherfuckers on here. Give me a Majesty song. Uh, so you got the you got the Majesty feature, and then I don't think it was enough for Busy. So Busy was like, Nah, fuck, fuck this. I'm gonna put Majesty on my solo. So I get I, there's there's two little theories I have. I guess either either one of them could fit around Art of War, um, but but the fucking one night stand that you know i just i just kind of thought that was like uh hey let let me prove to everybody how how bone thugs i fucking am <laughs> look how bone thugs i am i got a solo well and not only that you know being that and looking back on this now that he didn't have a real solo track on art of war and, and we were the other day we were talking about the lyrics to can't give it up when he said i was never on some solo tip he was actually telling the truth, you know, like he didn't, he, when everybody had a solo track on Art of War, including Wishbone, <laughs> actually, I guess Flesh didn't have a solo track, but, but Crazy, Lazy, and Wish all had solo tracks and Busy didn't. Um, and he's saying he was never on some solo tip. Maybe, maybe he objected to the idea of solo tracks on, on Art of War. Who knows? It's funny that he's the one that ended up with the, the first solo album. Um, because you know, and it even even past like him saying it and can't give it up. Like I mean, I've I've always kind of felt like he he wasn't down for that solo thing. But you know, busy busy was gonna get that busy money. He wasn't gonna sit and keep getting fucked as a group. But I guess I guess and, that's a you know. And not only that, I think you know, busy busy was like you know, it was like the fans wanting Michael Jackson out of the Jackson 5 doing just the solo track, right? Like, you have the Jackson 5, but clearly Michael Jackson's everyone's favorite. And, you know, there was there was a lot of people that were just clamoring, busy bone, busy bone, busy bone, we want a busy solo. And, I, you know, whether it, it was a combination of, of contractual money, but also I think just the demand. I felt like the demand for busy bone was just out of control. And, and that solo album was just a matter of time of happening, just like Method Man going out on his own with, with Wu-Tang. Um, you, you, I mean, happen. you think that's possibly just why he had the solo on Resurrection? Just there, there was a demand? I mean, he was the most popular bone at that time? Yeah, I th- well, and Crazy Bone did have a double album, and it was always a, a tie, but there was, it's like it's like Crazy is the best musician, but Busy is the rock star, and he, he just had that star power. And if you're trying to sell an album, you're going to, and it's missing Crazy Bone, he's only like on nine tracks, you got to find something to, to give the fans what they want. And so if, you, if, you're, if you're lacking on the crazy tip, you got to make sure you ample up on the busy tip. Well, guys, Lippy thinks it's because Busy was popular. I think Busy was telling Crazy to fuck himself. Why do you guys think Busy had a solo song on BTNH Resurrection? Leave the reasoning in the comments below. Don't forget, in addition to your answer, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. 
Share this with your favorite Bone fan, and we will catch you next time. They're good, good ones, man. They're 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 easy yet difficult all at the same time. Yeah, no, they're good. I think the especially like the, these ones are like, you know, what's what's your favorite solo Bone album? Well, no one can dispute what your favorite is, right? Whereas these are like debatable, you know, like right. it's all opinion. So, all right. Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with my right-hand man, John Lippy. And it is your bone question of the day. Today, I got a fun one. This one, you're going to have to be kind of an old-school fan, or or you might just default uh, on an answer. But I want to know... What name did you like better, Thugline Records or the Life Entertainment? Well, uh, I, I like I like the Life Entertainment better just because it's it's more mass appeal, and I'm always trying to bring as many people under the Bone umbrella as I can. Whereas Thugline, much like Thug Life, can turn off a portion of the audience. I understand why they probably changed it. Even when, when Crazy came out with Thugline as the name of his uh, record label, I was like, oh, man, people are going to think it sounds like Thug Life or Gunline. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, Thug, Thug Line? That didn't even make any sense to me. But I, I rolled with it. I liked Mo Thugs way better. I think what it was was like, why did you drop Mo Thugs? You, you were Mo Thugs, now you're Thug Line? But uh, I, like, I like when they say the life, you know, the life. It just it sounds, sounds classy. So I'm I'm a big fan of the life entertainment. I like the life. See, I'm I'm the complete opposite. I loved I did I did not initially like Thugline just because I was so mo thug, you know what I mean? So like when he first made the like Thugline, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Why aren't, same thing? Why aren't you mo thug? But then I started to love it. The TL when mo thug style made the the the, the, the Thugline TL. And they, they came out with the first TL chains, Thug Line, Thug Line, Thug Line, ready? God, did I love that Thug Line shit so much, bro. I just love the way they repped it. Um, thug, line, thug Line seemed like the second coming to me for a second. And it was like, this isn't Mo Thugs, this is something new. Um, but it was still that, that Thug shit. The life, I think it definitely got changed to the life for the exact reason, you know, you said they wanted to become more commercially appealing. And I, I never liked the life. And, and maybe it's because they never changed the TL, and the TL looks so thuggish to me. Um, and, they, and they continued to just use the TL. I don't know. But the only time I've ever enjoyed hearing the life is at the beginning of bottle service. When he does oh, it on that, yeah. I, no, so I, I yeah, I, I I love it there. The rest of the time, though, I'm just like, man, oh, do I miss when they were thug line, motherfucker? It sounded so hard. Uh, but yeah, he's in his 40s, so you know, calling yourself thug line is. But hey, whatever. But yeah, I, I'll say this though, he did do a good job branding it uh, all all over that uh, thug on the line album, thug line, thug line. So I give him that. He, he did do a good job. Uh, branding it, and I accepted it over time. But and I think at, at first when they changed it to the life, I'm like, 
man, you just spent all these years branding Thug Life, and now you're just going to switch it to the life. But then I was like, all right, well, you know what? I like it anyway. I'm good with it. It's the life. It's It's been the life for a while, too. It's weird. You know, I I, I almost finally have stopped fucking up and calling it Thug Line on accident. Like, I almost have completely switched it over into my mind that it's the life. But it took me fucking forever to not call it Thug Line Records. Yeah. Took, a, took a long time. Took a long time to just switch that over. I, like you said, after they brand thug line, thug line, thug line, thug line, over and over and over, takes a long time to switch. Uh, hey, Lippy likes it as the life the best. I love thug line records. What do you guys like better, thug line records or the life? Leave your answer in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe, beyond the harmony beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with a friend, and we'll catch you on the next one. That was easy, too. I, I, I like when they're, you know, they don't all have to be 10 minutes. Yeah. No, and, and, I, and I like that, I mean, when it naturally occurs where we have opposing positions, that's really great. Yeah. I think uh, same, same thing is going to happen on this one right here. We'll, uh, I want. I want to. Let's wrap at ten thirty. Wherever we're at at ten thirty, okay. or you know, if we're part way through, if it's ten thirty three, whatever. But about ten thirty. Hmm. Talia's so, okay. still not here, so I, I don't know how she is. Oh well, we'll we'll see if we can make it to twenty. I don't know if I can get through those last fucking three. I, they okay. require so much fucking thought that I just don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, but three, two, one. What's up, y'all? The one and only Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony. And of course, you are here with your right hand man, John Effin Lippy. <laughs> this is the question of the day, y'all. The bone question of the day. And I've said it before I got one that's going to split bone fans right down the middle. This is, you. You probably can't split them harder than this one. You ready for this shit, John? I'm ready. Bring it on. Bring it on. Which is better? What do you like more? Same thing, I guess, right? What do you like more? Which is a better song? Notorious Thugs or Thug Love? And I hate to admit it because I was was riding for the West Side. I was a Tupac fanatic. To this day, I'm a Tupac fanatic. But to be honest, I think Notorious Thugs is a better track overall. And uh, I, I wanted to like Thug Love when it came out. And, and I mean, it, Thug Love is a phenomenal track. But overall, pound for pound, I think Notorious Thugs is the everlasting classic. And uh, I'm, I'm a Tupac man. I, I sided with Pac, but I'm going with Notorious Thugs. Yeah. Hey. There, there's no debate on this side. Uh, I, I'm I'm the same way, and and I'll tell you why right now. It's the it's the only one that is like, you know, besides the one you know for the love of money with Easy E, it's the only one that Bone really did with the legend. Like that's a Thug Love is a Busy Bone song, and it's always felt dirty to me ever since I've heard that. Ever since the real story of that song has come out, that 
That song's always felt, you know, a little dirty to me. It's always it's always weird when I hear like Bone talk about the fucking song, um, because in some interviews it feels like like Bone as Bone takes credit for Thug Love, and then you know other times it's like clear like that was a busy Bone thing. Um, you know, I always question like how much Bone was around Tupac. Like Busy Bone's got even interviews talking about the limited time that it took to record Thug Love, and it doesn't sound like anybody from Bone was around. So I I like the song Thug Love. Correction, I I love the song Thug Love. Just just so all the Bone fans know, I I fucking love Thug Love, and I love all the versions of it. I really love the one that's on the album. Uh, the beat is phenomenal. Crazy Bone, even even Wishbone, um, every every member of Bone lays it down. But it's still a fucking Busy Bone song, and it just doesn't have what Notorious Thugs has. Not only that, but did you feel like Thug Love was more the beat was more to cater to to Tupac? It's not really a Tupac beat, but it's not really like a Bone beat either. The the beat. Is it good, but it's like Yeah, and it goes it goes to what we talked about a few days ago when you asked about do you want thuggish ruggish or do you want the harmony? And I was talking about how the, the music evolves and you know, the instrumental to notorious thugs builds and and there's multiple layers and whatnot and the thug love beat, I think, you know, it, it builds but it doesn't quite have that same, you know, multiple layer musical capacity to it, it it survives on its shock value of that shotgun sound. Um, And the song is a lot more harder, right? So, you know, as I was saying, I'm more into the harmony than the thuggish-ruggish. I mean, Thug Love is so thuggish-ruggish, it's so perfect. It gives you everything you want on that tip. Um, But, it, you know, as far as a complete track, I felt like Notorious Thugs was complete. Thug Love is complete, but it's, I mean... Compare these two; they're both they're both classics. But pound for pound, yeah. I'm going with Notorious Thugs. Yeah, yeah, Notorious Thugs. I man, I I love that beat. Um, r- rumor has it Notorious Thugs was longer, and at least Flesh and Bone was on it. I I will say that you know, I I love Wishbone. I thought Wishbone fucking really shined on Thug Love. Um, but they, they had like the top three on Notorious Thugs. Uh just a just a great song. Um when Lazy Bone says in Thug Thug Love, uh Lazy Bone says I'm trying to think how he said it. He's gonna hit you with magic. Part of it was yeah. recycled, right? Well I'm like, hey, coming in the form of scriptures, gonna hit you and hit you with magic. What days with it yeah, mode the Glock. I'm going to do what I got to do because I've loaded my pipe and I'm going to die tonight. And I'm always ready for the boys in blue. Yeah. Um, is that what you're looking for? No, they were, I'm trying to think of what fucking, maybe it wasn't his verse. Uh, one of them references like a, like the band or, yeah, me, no, I think it's Lazy Bone. He says fucking around with the band, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I think he's talking about the Band-Aid boys when he says that, or is he, is he just calling Bone Thugs a band? I thought it was weird for them to call Bone Thugs a band. I thought I thought maybe he was almost referencing Band-Aid boys. 
I think at the time period, I don't know if I knew the Band-Aid. Yeah, no, I must have known it at the time. But I didn't look into it that much. Uh, <laughs> I was I was just happy it was on, man. Like, at the time, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe Band-Aid. Well, I doubt it, though. But maybe. I want to know what everybody on Rap Genius. We go on RapGeniusFindOut.com. <laughs> oh, I want to know what everybody thinks of Notorious Thugs or Thug Love. What do you like more? Which of the two songs is better and why? Make sure that you guys drop your answer in the comments below. Me and Lippy both pick Notorious Thugs. Make sure that you guys like and subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, BeyondTheHarmony.com. Share this with another Bone fan, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. There's a 17 of them. This is fucking, this is a harder thing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Was there an intro on Art of War disc 2? Yeah, there is on both of them. Yeah, the intro um, on Art of War Part 2 comes right before Thug Love. And uh, got that real robotic, like, voice going, Malthug, 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 Malthug. And then they come in and they're singing, Much love, much love, Malthug, Malthug. Yeah, that's my favorite intro. All right, I got my. That's my favorite intro. That one is really no shit. Yeah. Oh. So. So okay, three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, and of course, John Lippy. We're slowly working in sound effects. (laughs) <laughs> All right, y'all. It's the question of the day. And the question for today is one of my favorites. This, this is a question that I think I repeatedly ask on the show all the time. I think I've harassed John with varying forms of this question. But this one is near and dear to my heart. What is your favorite Bone Thugs album intro of all time and why? Well, I can tell you, I already know what yours is because I've heard about it for 20 years, but I think I might surprise you with mine. But I do have a reason for it. So my favorite intro is the intro on uh, Art of War, this two, World War Two, and that's the Mo Thug intro. And, I, and the reason why is because, uh-huh. yeah, because Thug Love came right after it. And, and so you would just, I, I would just always pop in this two, just hit play. And let that mocha, mocha, I don't know if you want to feel it. And then it would blend into Thug Love. And so I just heard that mocha, 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 eternal. I heard it so many times that, and, and and I liked it. I was good with it. I know I know what you're into, but I I was I just wanted something simple. And that was my that was always my favorite intro. I was good with the intro to this too on Art of War. I think that's what I I really love about the Art of War was like those interludes were really dope. Not not just like the, the initial interludes, but like neighborhood slang and fucking blaze it. You know, just the the little interludes were cool. Like it, it truly was like 
the way you want an interlude to be. It was like the pre-song. And it was the pre-song, like you said, it was like that Motug intro was pretty much part of Thug Love. Like, why would you not even, you just play that fucking thing before? Why even skip it, you know? Um, yeah, you you probably know what mine is. <laughs> if if I say this right now and you say I say something different, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fucking blown away. But uh, <laughs> my my favorite is the retaliation intro on on the Art Awards disc one. Is that the one? Retaliation. Yeah. No. Well, you guys have no idea how many times I've heard Cecil tell me over the years about how phenomenal, how amazing uh, oh. the war, Art of War intro was. And it's the art of war. Oh, my God. (laughs) Realize, recognize, idolize. Yo, uh, I I just, like, I don't know, man. Like, okay, it's almost like the, the trilogy, okay? Like, the same way, like, the first three albums are, like, the the trilogy like the intros are the trilogy too like you could play the intro from creeping the intro from eternal and the intro to the first disc of art of war all together you know what i mean they all got the ouija voice they're all kind of like hard as fuck but they also got like some singing in them and shit but like dude the art of war intro Ha, 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 ha. Yes, who's back? Ah, <laughs> that sound effect yeah. that kicks in. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that is probably the best. It's just not my favorite. How did you phrase this? Because <laughs> that intro is phenomenal. I, I agree with you. And you've I, talked I about it. I what the favorite is. I, I, I definitely asked what the favorite is, not what the best is. So, uh, yeah. It just so happens that this is my favorite, <laughs> and, and I think it's the fucking the best. I'm pretty sure that must be DJ Unique talking, uh, you know, oh, at the yeah. beginning, like in the Ouija voice, you know, because in the in the first one it must be Easy E because Easy E was way into that shit. You, um, you've talked about this intro more than you've talked about some of the hit songs that Bones made over the years, dude. Because they don't make shit like this anymore you know what i mean like and, and this is dj unique i'm sure but it's it's engineered so well like it set the tone so well you know and then like they they move out of that ouija voice yeah bone coming back at you bitches in the nine seven yeah these motherfuckers didn't think it was on like you these motherfuckers mean it and then they're talking that react retaliation shit and i always like tell people like i'm like all right and, and you think after now what 97, 21 years of me playing it, like, I still wouldn't get excited, but I still get excited, and they're all retaliation, and I'm, and I just tell people, hold on, hold on, it's coming, it's coming, fuck, 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 bitches, and then I'm like, now it's time to sing for no reason, yo, so, so good, um, I, I love that intro. Close second is, is the eternal intro. Um, but but I, I love the creeping intro. I love both Malta or uh, Art of War intros, rather. And um, I, I fucking, I, you know, I love them all. The eternal intro. 
I will say too, I just fucked up and said Mo Thugs and, and the Mo Thugs uh, family scriptures intro was fucking great as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the family scriptures intro is really great loves, too because you got Trey coming loves, in, kind of singing. Yeah, yeah, and and you just these intros are are the key to your heart. If Bone would just put these intros back in, I I, I think that's that's how he, uh, they they they'd steal you back. Well, dude, and and let me tell you what the other thing is, and and this will go with your harmony piece. I think it was their opportunity to do creative shit that they couldn't do for a whole song. You know what yeah. I mean? When you, when you think of the family scriptures intro, it's like you couldn't have a whole song like this, but this is so cool to kind of hear Trey singing in this key and, and, and crazy singing with them and shit, but it, but it's not a whole song. You don't have a whole song, but like, it's so cool and so creative that you couldn't make a whole song out of it, but it's too genius to not make. And now I wonder, I'm like, well, how much of this genius shit is just going at the wayside? Because they're like, well, there's no place to put this. There's no place to put this, you know, shit, you know, smoke, smoking on hydro. Like, think of how cool that could have been oh, man. Uh, as, as an intro somewhere. Um, it's so, that so, yeah, that they're, they're, they're the way to my heart because the the creative level is is there. It's just a different level of creativity usually with, with those intros. And I, I forget what episode we talked about this on, but I really thought when Unified, the world's enemy was coming back and it was DJ unique. I was like, Oh motherfucker. It's about to happen. Like it's a flesh and bones back. Like there's no way the master of puppets isn't going to let them fucking like put the Ouija voice in here and just like, I couldn't have been more like disappointed with with the world's enemy in, yeah, in terms yeah. of like the intros and shit. Super let down, super let. But you know, and the, the intros, but it, it, the, the ones that they did let you know that they put extra effort into composing an entire album thematically. And when you don't get these intros, you feel like it's just a whole bunch of singles just slapped on an album. Here you go. But when those first three albums, you felt like these albums mattered. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's like what was missing from Resurrection was that it just kind of just kicks in right away to a song and there's no intro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it had a real small, just them talking and, you know, that might've been the okay time to, to pause. Like I didn't think so at the time, but Resurrection might've been the okay time for that to happen. And, and even, you know, Doug World Order and everything, but it, it was such a substantial fuck up to not bring it back. Um, to not bring it back to Unified. You know what else? Holy fuck. I, I just thought of this one, too. Hmm. Running. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where you place this, uh, but, but if, if you just combined and say all the Ouija intros are one, I hated the L Burner album. I really do. I really don't like the L Burner album at all. Um, very, very little shit on that do I like, like, limited. But the intro to the L. Burner album is motherfucking phenomenal. That's the cool and, and that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Holy shit, do I love that. I, I was like, this is... I. 
I was really excited the first time I popped in the Lazy Bone album and, and that started playing because I thought, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, it's going crazy, crazy, busy, wishing just right. No, it all, it all went to hell after that. But that intro was really good. Um, I, I thought when that, I heard that, I was like, oh, man, we might get a, a Bone Thugs and Harmony Christmas album. Yo, yo, okay, guys. We want to know what is your favorite album intro? And you can go solos, you can go groups. Just let us know what your favorite album intro is in the comments below. I picked Retaliation. John picked Mo Thug, both from The Art of War. Let us know what you guys think. Don't forget. Like and subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Don't forget to share this with another Bone fan. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> that one was fun. I liked that one. Yeah, yeah. We we, we yeah. could do these last two. I mean, we're so close to the finish line. Yeah, we might as well get these done. That way we can knock yours out. I will say that three hours. So it takes about three hours every 20 questions. Yeah. So, I'm to think about there. But, uh, okay. Three, two, one. What is up, y'all? Cecil West, Beyond the Harmony, with the legendary. This is Jonathan Lippy. We got the question of the day for you guys. And today's question of the day is, what is your favorite Flesh and Bone song? Mine's an easy one. Um, I mean, it's easy for me to come to this one. And I have to say, Coming to Serve You, featuring BG Knockout from the Thugs album. Pop, pop, when is that? Coming to Serve You. Yeah, man, Coming to Serve You. That's yeah. my favorite Flesh track. Yeah, Coming to Serve You is dope. Hey, hey you know, that that first... That first Flesh and Bone album is pretty fucking good. Like, it's not like, it's so weird. I, 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 it's so weird. It's always, it's always been weird. Like the cover, I never thought like the Flesh and Bone that's in the center of the cover, like looked like Flesh and Bone. <laughs> like the picture, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Um, it was, I'm, that was strange as heck, man. I, I was baffled. <laughs> like, what is this? But it was cool because they just like, were like, let's just go nuts with it. Yeah, I, I've never thought, but like, I remember when that, like, you know, when that was out and I liked that, like, Flesh and Bones, like, logo, like, made you think of Bone, but like, it, was a, it wasn't the same font and, uh, you know, I just, it, it was kind of cool. You didn't really know why Flesh and Bone was on his own back then and, uh, you know that was that was really that that was really cool. Um, coming to serve you, yeah, that that shit was good. They had a lot of good shit on it there too. I mean, you know, Fat Joe and Big Pun were on that album. Um, Play of Haters, which I don't know if it, that's my favorite Flesh and Bone one, uh, but but do you like that song, the one with Crazy and, and Oh, Lazy? of course. I mean, that yeah. one probably got a lot of play at the very beginning, just because. But I thought the beat was just a little off, but. Yeah, that one, that one, Player Haters was, was phenomenal. It just yeah. as I went back to it, I was like, man, coming to serve you, this is this is the gem from the album. Yeah, coming to serve you is dope. I I I really like North Coast. Okay. Um, I I really Jazzy. like coming to serve you. 
the the only one I don't like. Let me. I'm, I'm going to tell a little story. Do I got time to tell a little story in the middle of this? Yeah, drop it. I lay it on. So, way in the day, I had. I think it was a six disc CD changer, and it, it was in my room. My parents had got it for me, and and this is probably like for real ninety six ninety seven. And maybe it's a little bit later, but it's it's right in that area. You know what I mean? Like 96 to 98 anyway. And uh, I got the six disc. And, of course, the only thing in each disc is, is Bone Thug CDs. And one of them is Bone Thugs or uh, Flesh and Bone Thugs. And I used to fall asleep listening to the Bone Thugs albums. And it's all good, whatever. So, fall asleep. Uh, I actually think it was daylight, if I remember correctly. And I wake up, and it's dark. And when I wake up, it's completely dark in my room. And made crazy all the flesh, flesh, flesh. Made crazy by the flesh, flesh. That fucking crazy by the flesh is playing like... It wasn't even like the end of the last song played as I woke up. I literally woke up as that song started in the pitch dark, made crazy by the flesh. <laughs> and, and, and it freaked me out so fucking bad that I have not listened to that song in, I don't know, that shit came out in 96. I bet I haven't listened to it in close to 20 years because that moment freaked me the fuck out so bad about that Thugs album. Uh, but anyway, so that, that's my story about True's Humble United Gathering Souls and how it made its way out of my six-disc CD changer uh, and was only put in when I was able to monitor the track list. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, oddly enough, I really, I really like the Flesh and Bone solo albums. Uh, even like Fifth Dog Let Loose, even though it's kind of like a bunch of different tracks that they just kind of threw together at that time. Like, I, I love a lot of shit on there as well. Um, if you could see what I can see, uh, I like that one. Um, I like Come Fuck With Me. I like Armageddon. BYOB was dope. I don't know if you remember BYOB. Uh, I love a bunch of them. Did, did you listen to the new Blaze of Glory Flesh and Bone album? I, I played it once. I mean, I remember how much every day you were hounding me about uh, the that that single that they had on it. And you're like, man. Uh, I was like, man, I got to listen to this album. You know, Cartoon keeps telling me about it. But I heard it once, and I think I was on my Tech 9 tip at the time. So, like, I was like, I, I want to get back to my tech instead of listening to the flesh. But I might, I might check out the... Plays the glory again. Bro, I, I love the song Heartache so much. I think uh, I, I love a lot, like, I mean, even with us just talking about it just now, you know, like, there's a ton of songs on Thugs and Fifth Dog Let, Let Loose that I really like. Like, I don't just like them because it's like, oh, it's Flesh and Bone and I got to like them because I'm a Bone fan. Like, I really like those fucking songs. And a lot of them, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck that this is just Flesh and Bone. But I love the song Heartache. Both versions. There's two versions of it. Uh, an, an OG version and the, the remake, and I love that song. Ask me again in a week. 
I don't know if I'm going to say it's my favorite, but that has been my favorite Flesh and Bone song for at, at least the last, like, you know, six years of my life. Yeah, dog, yeah. if I had to guess, if you asked me before you mentioned it, I would have definitely said, I, I, I forgot the name was Heartaches, but I'd be like, it's that, that song that was on Blaze of Glory, only because yeah. I heard about it so much. So, yeah, <laughs> Heartaches. I remember it was like a cartoon video, right? He was like animated. It was It was like an animated music video. Yeah, I didn't even love that piece. I, I hate when they do that shit. I hate when they fuck up a, a a good song with like a weird a weird fucking video. Well, you know, you were telling your story of waking up to crazy by the or by the flesh, but it made me remember something that I forgot was even real. And I hope you can remember what it is. There's a song, and it's it's flushes on it with somebody else, and he's like rapping backwards, or like they they put his whole verse backwards. Do you remember that? And I can't remember what the heck album it's on. It, 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 I was I remember where I was. I was in the Fusion Fortress in '98, uh, <laughs> like on the floor, probably in the dark as well. And it just came on, and I'm like, "This is the weirdest thing ever." Flesh, like I, I was like, "How many times have I heard this song?" And I didn't realize he was. This was all backwards. And then I think I rewound it like five times in a row just to listen to it backwards. And I'm like, man, Flesh should do more songs backwards. Uh, do you do you remember Flesh having a track that was all backwards? No, I can't. I can't think of. Uh... I can't think what it was on. Like I'm, I'm thinking it's like I'm like, was it a track with Too True? But I'm like, ah, I don't think he did a thing with Too True. It was a weird collabo. It wasn't just him. It was, but I, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, it, it was... he, had, uh, he had a song with Too True. Oh, it might be that one then. It was called I, I, Two Hits and Pass. It was on the. Uh, it was on. It was on. It was on their album. I bet you that's what it is. I, <laughs> I bet you. I bet you that's it. It's. It was something like that. It was something where I was like, "How did? How is this even playing?" Like, it, it felt like destined for me to hear it because it was something I wouldn't just pop in on its own. But yeah, we'll have to look that up and we'll drop it in the comments if someone else doesn't. If someone else hears yeah. this first, go ahead and drop that because I want to re-listen to that track because I forgot all about it until you told your story. And I'm like, man, yeah. So, I, I, you know, that, that's a cool song, too. It, people forget it because the obviously the big weed song from Too True is the one with Lazy and Crazy because it's so fucking good. But uh, Two Hits and Pass had Ken Dog and Sin uh, in it and, of course, Too True as well. So and, and Tombstone and Tombstone was on it too. So I mean, they had Graveyard Shift, Ken Dog, and Too True, and Flesh and Bone all on it. So yeah, let's check that out. I, I don't remember. And and, and uh, to, to co-sign what you're saying, I think T H U G S True's Humble United Gathering Souls was a, a solid release. I think what shocked me at the time was, and and I was warned about it, and I'm surprised this wasn't on the album. But he had made that single with Montel Jordan. And Flesh's voice kind of changed to a high pitch versus the way he sounded on Creeping on a Come Up in Eternal. And I really, I was really upset about the change in his voice because, like, going into it, finding out that Flesh had a solo, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be really cool. And then when his voice changed, I was like, oh, this is, I mean, I was really excited to get what I thought I was going to get, and then I got something else. Uh, I was happy that he did that song with, with Run. It was the first single, World So Cruel. And I was okay with his high-pitched voice on that. But it was just like every time I would listen to the album, I, I remember listening to the whole album thinking, like, man, I hope I hope there's one track where he sounds like he sounds on Creeping and Eternal. 
and it didn't happen. And on that whole first listen, you know, just waiting for that, hoping that would happen, not happening, that like strained me out. But as I go back to this album over the years, I'm like, wow, production-wise, fantastic. Uh, and there's a solid 10 tracks on this, at least. And uh, it, it's actually a pretty, compared to some of the other stuff, this is this is like like a classic. I, I just want to uh, I just want to say too, and, and heartaches. If you haven't heard it, uh, I, I think it's so dope. He he made it shortly after you know his release, and he, you know he he talks about like him and Lazy Bone burning down their fucking house as kids. But I think like the 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 thing the thing that probably pulls me in is when he says I was brought up in Brick City and that ain't no cloth you can cut. My mama don't raise no suckers in Pam's house come some of the toughest and he's talking about of course mama p and the the fucking you know the history around mama p and how important she is to not just like bone but even a lot of the affiliates and the mo thugs uh i thought it was very cool to hear you know him reference mama p and the fact that her house raised like the thuggish ruggish motherfucking bone so Johnny picked heartache, or uh, I picked heartache as my favorite. Johnny, what did you pick? You picked um, uh, coming to Serbia. Yeah, coming like to BG Serbia. knockout. BG knockout. BG fucking knockout. I thought it was dope that he had BG knockout. Yeah, and that could be man. part of it too. You know, that's another ode to Easy E, and Easy's what yeah. brought me to Bone. So you know, it just it just matched for me. Yeah, I I, I really liked that he had. Uh, BG knockout. You know he had him again too on his on. Uh... And I thought he fit really good. I thought BG knockout would have done a lot more with Bone. He he was able to because he was kind of kicking the style before Bone. You know on on that uh, Easy E one eighty seven album. You know he had some some quasi quick verses. It wasn't quite Bone style, but you know he was kind of the prequel to them. Yeah. No. I I thought BG knockout was a was a really good fit. And and he is he's he's on Fifth Dog Let Loose as well. So I don't know if you remember that song, but it, if you like BG Knockout with Flesh, he's got a song called Silent Night. Uh, and I'm pretty sure like Damien Elliott produced it. Damien did a lot of Flesh's shit. So and, and think yeah. about it too. Uh, on on Real Compton City G's, well, it's the knockout definition oh, original yeah. baby gangster. So it's like it's it, 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 it part was, of that song. Yeah, it's such a fit, such a perfect fit. And it's all ruthless, so it's just crazy how that played out. Well, guys, we want to know what your favorite Flesh and Bone song is. Lippy, of course, picked Coming to Serve You, BG Knockout. I picked Heartaches from the newest Flesh and Bone album. Let us know what your pick is in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe, Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com. Share this with your favorite Bone Thugs fan, and we're going to catch you on the next one. That was a better conversation than I thought it was going to be about fucking flesh and bone. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be like two minutes, and then bam. Yeah, no, it was good. And and it made me remember some shit, too, that I just hadn't thought about because I just didn't give a fuck about flesh and bone like that. Same here. And I, that, that first album was good, and I forgot all about that backward shit. I can't wait to find out what that was. I, I was listening to the Two True Thing, and I don't think it's that one. I tossed it in my ear while we were talking. Um, although parts of it do sound so, so I don't know. This next one's hard. I don't even know. 
stuff. It might have been on Graveyard Shift. I don't know. I don't even know. What the fuck is my favorite Busy Bone song? Shit. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm the last one. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I got mine. My, mine's before I go, so. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. 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 Mine's before I go. Now, I'll, I'll explain why. Let's see. 2001. Yeah, dog. Dude. It was right around when your boy was going to jail, bro. It was it was like right around, you know what I'm saying? I went in, I think, 2002. So, all right. Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Cecil West here, Beyond the Harmony, with my right-hand man. John Lippy. This is your bone question of the day. Previous questions. We've asked you guys over the last bunch of days, have really had you guys talking, thinking. We appreciate everybody that's been giving their answers to the questions. Uh, I recently asked John and asked you guys, hey, what's your favorite Flesh and Bone song? Well, I'm going to keep that kind of moving. And I want to know, John, I want to know, y'all, what is your favorite Busy Bone song? I look into the soul, the spirits are hypnotizing not to fire every food that I know. <sighs> the Soul by Busy Bone on Crossroads 2010. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. That, that one, oh. and then before that, it might have been way too strong, but once I heard The Soul, mm. I was like, oh, my goodness. I played that on repeat so many times, and then, like, yeah. it follows with bottle up like smoke. So The Soul for me by Busy. Oh. And you said way too strong as well. I forgot how good, oh, man, way too strong. Way too strong was too good to be wasted on the PJ soundtrack. I agree. That's probably agree. why so many people jam that fucking thing in Hell's movie. <laughs> how how many times were you driving with way too strong? Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it's way too strong. A full oh. blast, bro. I mean, so, every intersection. <laughs> way that's too so strong. Good. Yeah. And, uh, the, the soul is so good too. In fact, you know, Crossroads 2010. I mean, with with the exception of American Soldier, because I couldn't fucking hate that song more than I hate yeah. it. Um, yeah. With, with the except with the exception of American Soldier, I I love that whole album. I think that album is phenomenal. Same here. Same here. And and bottled like smoke. Um, I thought that was Busy Bone before I realized it was Johnny Craig, and and like there was a part of me saying, "Man, I didn't know Busy could had had, had lungs like this." But uh, I definitely love Bottle of Like Smoke, um, Nintendo, and but the Soul and Cowboy. I like that Cowboy track too, even though it's like yeah. you play with somebody else. They're like, "What are you listening to?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm listening to Busy Bone. Come on, bro." Yeah, but yeah. Hey, that's cool. He's the Midwest cowboy, motherfucker. Like, you know? Yeah. No, I. I, I love the Crossroads 2010. I I love Way Too Strong. Uh, the Soul is a great track. I mean, if, you know, excluding again American Soldier, that that leaves you like 12 songs on that album to pick from. And and I would say that, uh, man, it's hard to say that's the best one, but that is probably the best one. Balled up like Smoke, I can't go with because that's you know that's a lot of people don't know, but that's somebody else's song. You know, yeah, I mean, Johnny Craig. Right, that's just busy rapping over somebody else's already really good song. Um, but the soul is phenomenal. Um, my pick's a little bit older. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to say Thugs Cry. 
to this, which is cool. I I think that's a Thug's Cry is almost like picking the crossroads as your favorite bone song. Um which is fine as well. You know, I'm not hating anybody that, that picks that, but picking Thug's Cry is almost like picking the crossroads. Uh my favorite Dizzy Bone song is Before I Go. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Shit. I love I love before and, I go to jail. Yeah, dude, he's just like, uh, it, it's so raw. I, it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of times that I hear Busy Bone, and you you can kind of pick. You know, like who who's he rapping for? Is he rapping for the fans right now? Is he rapping for, you know? Uh, the album is, is just a but before I go, this motherfucker's rapping for himself. He he's in there yelling. He's on his his pock shit with that one. Uh, you know, before I go to jail, y'all hell no. I mean, he's you know, the probably in the cell, Lord praise God. I mean, he is fucking on it, and uh, it, it's something about the flow, not not just the fact that he's like yelling and he's kind of on that pock shit, but um. It, 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 it's the flow in that one. Uh, I'll also say that, you know, we, we talked about this in private, but a line that stands out to me in a huge way is when he goes, where to love that bone thug? Brand new. Oh, he's been a god, but a god with god, you. Would you. Keep hearing these man. voices. Oh, man. And and the first time I heard that song, uh, and I, where to love that bone thug? I was just like, Fuck yes, dude. Like, busy. Ask him, bro. Ask him. Because at, at that point, you know, Busy Bone was, like, starting to be a little nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he was almost being kind of, like, pushed away. Like, yeah, yeah, Busy Bone thugs. He's just, you know. So it was like um, he, he was kind of being distanced, you know. And that that was him calling it out. Where the fuck the love at bone? Where the love at? Uh, so I, so I loved that, and I I've always wondered, you know, before I go to jail, is, is he talking about jail? I mean, is he really talking about jail? I mean, you know, busy he doesn't have like a criminal, and, and I'm not saying busy's not a thug or hasn't been in jail, but I'm saying like, you know, you attach you paperclip jail to someone like Tupac. Uh, do, you, do you feel that song is is busy talking about real jail, or is this something else? Is this like, you know, the the jail from Thug's Cry representing Ruthless? Yeah, I always wondered about, like, th- then just, just to agree with you, uh, that was my favorite track on The Gift, and... I, I wasn't quite sure what he was talking about, and that's why I came up with my conspiracy theories that, you know, maybe it was a Tupac-influenced in some sort of way, um, but because only because I couldn't figure out what he was talking about unless it was like a metaphorical mental prison, you know, because also, you know, later on, the next album, he had the track, um, it's for those that love me, if you leave me, I understand. So he's, I love that he song, was, too. Yeah, yeah, actually, man, that that might have been, that's definitely in my top five, but 
you know, he, he he's kind of indicating that he was going away somewhere into like a maybe a mental prison, or maybe he had like you know he always had he had that that interview where he said he had thoughts of killing Tamika Wright and whatnot. So, you know, maybe maybe he was like, hey, that, that that's obviously what's going to happen. We we what do you say? We, we talk about murder and more murder, and we ain't about to do that. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, yeah, maybe I mean it could be theoretical, but yeah, it's kind of weird because most of the stuff they talk about has some kind of semblance to reality you can kind of sink your teeth into it and you're like all right wait what is before i go to jail about but the the raw passion the feeling that i used to play that song so many times um on full blast just like way too strong and it for for a solid year that was my f- absolute favorite track by busy bone especially on the gift um so i agree with you on that but something about the soul just was was perfect for me do, do you remember the song Thugs and Thieveland? And it, and it was actually from a group called Thieveland, and they were featuring Dizzy Bone. Was that a song that was on Hell's Movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, remember, I remember Thugs and Thieveland. I, I, I really loved Thugs and Thieveland as well. I, I thought he had, like, a lot of that good style, you know, all, all that shit from way back then. Way too strong, give up the ghost, you know. That that type of shit was. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I was just I, I had heard "Give Up the Ghost" before I heard the Ten Commandments, and I used to love "Give Up the Ghost." But then when I realized he was just kind of recycling the Ten Commandments, I was like, ah, oh, okay, I get it now. But that that you know, just like you always talk about the intros, I, I definitely talk about that era of busy "Give Up the Ghost" with Immature, because I used to love uh, "Feel the Funk" by Immature, and the fact that. Like, they got paired with Bone. I was like, oh, my goodness, yes. They put them both together. And, um, but, yeah, I don't know what Before I Go to Jail was about, though, other than going to jail, which is our idea. He never did. Well, y'all, Lippy picked the soul I picked before I go. We want to know what is your favorite Busy Bone song of all time. Make sure you leave your answer in the comments below. Don't forget, like, subscribe. Beyond the Harmony, beyondtheharmony.com, and do yourself a favor and share this with a fellow Bone fan so they can answer as well. Hey, Beyond the Harmony, we'll check you on the next one. Actually, 20 questions is three and a half hours. It's insane. That's fucking, that's brutal. I'm sweating my ass off. Are you sweating? No, it's fucking still cold in Maine, dog. Oh, well, I, I stand. I have a standing desk. Or do you, do you sit down for all this? Uh, I I sit and stand. I gotta I gotta go from place to place. You know, I gotta stand up and sit down a bunch, or I'll fucking die. Yeah. So, all right. I'm gonna. Uh, are we good? I mean, we feel good. You got Talia back yet? Yeah, yeah. She's home, and she 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 left me a text saying she'd be playing video games. So. Okay, we'll be good. This seems like three hours, 30 minutes. It seems like a good place to stop. I'm going to stop my computer recording right now. Save. Okay, that is saved. And I'm going to...